Falling program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at Palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. I've been asked to tell you that the following show is very scary, with stuff that might give your kids nightmares. You see, there are some crybabies out there, religious types mostly, who might be offended. If you are one of them, I advise you to turn off your set now. Come on, I dare you. Chicken. Hey. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day, somebody's going to have to say enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. Too late, too obvious. Madam, you are a clear and present danger to the safety and security of this nation. When it comes to bullshit, big time, major league bullshit, you have to stand in awe. In awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims, religion. No contest. No contest. Reveal to us God's will that we may blindly obey. Free us from thought and responsibility. We shall read things off you. Then do them. Your words guide us. We're dumb. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. You serious? I just, I just told you that a moment ago. Hey everybody, Are You Serious Podcast. Welcome, episode Yay. 100 and what? 68. 168, wow. Yeah. What a deal. I don't yeah. know what I meant by that. I don't know. What did you mean by that? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. So, um, yeah, before we start, we should start with that other thing. Yeah, we got we to start with. We got to do this for I reaction. Hear this. Okay. Hey, Kiwi. That's my name, Cherry. Don't wear it out. Kiwi, I have a question. What's that? What's today's secret word? Oh, interesting question. Let's go and ask Cocky. Conky three thousand, ready to assist you, Pee Wee. Good morning, Conky. What's today's secret word? Today's secret word is fun. Now you all remember what to do whenever anyone says a secret word, right? So correct for the rest of the day. Whenever anybody says a secret word, scream really loud. Ready? Let's try it. Hey, how's it going? Sounds like fun. <laughs> Suck my dick, Herman. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, Chris and Frank. It's Reverend Scott. It is. It almost seems different to say that now that I've met you in person, Chris. I feel like after Rock and Shock, you've finally gotten to meet a good chunk of your podcasting friends. Yeah, <laughs> they're all bastards, every last one of them. Well, I guess it doesn't surprise me to hear you say that, Chris, especially considering your reaction to me proving to you that I'm an honest-to-God reverend. He tried to bless me. Yeah. I kicked him in the nuts. Good. Good. Right. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. Yep. 
Mission accomplished. That's all I wanted to do all weekend. And uh, by the way, your shoes are way too big to be kicking dudes in the nuts. My balls were black and blue. It's all picking the dots. Exactly. Anyways, I was uh, hoping to meet Frank, too, while I was in Boston. That's the only reason I'm going down there. I was racking my brain, thinking of how, like, could I get out there that weekend to just get out there, but there was just no way. I have a feeling the reason Frank didn't want to meet me was so he could remain a mystery to me, or as he calls himself, an anonymous pussy fucking asshole. Maybe Frank is just too (laughs) handsome to be seen in general public. People just can't control themselves when they see him, but I think he actually likes that a lot. He gets especially excited this time of year because he gets to answer the door on Halloween. I want a bunch of people jacking off in front of my house again. Anyways, maybe I can come up with a good idea for another way for us to meet. And we will condemn it! (laughs) At least I had some time to talk to Chris while I was there. Now, I don't want to come across as mean, but I always thought Chris was pretty smart. But I got to asking him some questions about some topics on the podcast, and he was kind of coming up short. I mean, for instance, I was always kind of fuzzy on what the tea party really is. So I asked Chris to define it for me. He couldn't. Although we can define pornography. Yeah, and I I think I'll be fine without that definition. It's when the penis goes in. Right. (laughs) Yes, I know. Anyways, uh, I avoided getting too political with Chris uh, while we talked. Uh, He's just so damn stubborn when you argue with him. I I mean, seriously, he won't ever back down and usually only offers you one possible way of changing his mind on any topic. Name the time and the place, and I'll bring my dick in a camera crew, and you can suck me off and win the argument. I'm sorry, but I'm never that determined to win an argument, Chris. You know, I think I'll wrap things up before it gets all political for a change. Uh, maybe next time we can have a debate where you can hear Chris say things like, The liberal court killed Jesus. And Frank say stuff like, We thought it strange that Reverend Scott would walk around with an exposed erection, but <laughs> hey, you know, whatever, things change. Hey, you know. So anyways, sorry this is somewhat of a short segment this week. That was mainly because I wasted most of my time watching clips of Pee Wee's Playhouse. But I don't regret it. It was a lot of fun. Peace and love, guys. I have like seven naked Barbies laying around in my living room. (laughs) (laughs) One of the... It got cut off there. I don't know what it was going to be at the end. No, that was fun. That was good. That was. Very good. Yeah. Nice. So you want to end the show? All right, everybody. All right. Um, Yeah. No, so... um, I was going to say. Yeah, I went to Chicago. That was cool. Yeah. That was fun. Um, just because of the way the universe works. Um, of course, I was sitting next to and um, starting to chat with me was probably one of the most beautiful women I've ever uh-huh. had uh-huh. the pleasure to talk to. Right. And, of course, because I'm married and I'm safe, and that's when the beautiful women talk to Yeah, that's how it works. So um, I was very suave and sophisticated and yeah. great until I you know, dumped the – cup of diet coke into my lap so awesome. and then it's the motherfucker dance all over again. on a plane you gotta watch so, out but they um, will land. i did get a good laugh when it was just like oh <laughs> just for the taste of it you know oh. so uh but no she laughed a little she she got that it was funny um <laughs> but i'll tell you you know i flew on southwest and um the flight down was uneventful except for that but coming back i gotta tell you i'm listening to my headphones uh-huh. and the flight attendants are doing their you know just a little spiel that I've heard a thousand times. Yeah. So, um, but I, I hear people like in the 
the the plane laughing. So I take out my headphones and she starts talking about the loss of cabin pressure. Those things that look like margarine containers are going to fall <laughs> down. And, um, you know, when you're done screaming and clutching the person next to you, put it over your mouth so that we don't hear you scream <laughs> and try to breathe as calmly as you can. Uh, the little bag won't inflate. We don't know what that, th- what that thing is there for. <laughs> I mean, they were really, really funny. And then when we landed, um, we landed, and it's just like, you know, it's just sort of, you know, you're rolling in there, and, yeah. you know, the captain comes on, and he just goes, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, that, that, that. It was, re- it was yeah. really, really funny. It was really yeah. funny. So, um, but the trip was, the trip was good. It was fine. I didn't actually get to spend much time in Chicago itself. I, yeah. my event was in Skokie. Uh. So I went, did that, um. Probably the nicest part was when I finally got back to the hotel room. I was able to crank the heat up in the room to 80. Yeah, because you're um, 95 years old. I am. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was that. Was that. And then I, I came back, and right when I got home, I had to go do a, um, a haunted house at the art center. Uh-huh. And I was playing a, um, you know, a crazy surgeon working on the guy from um, the operation game. Uh-huh. So they had built this big operation game with little body cavities and stuff like that so right. um you know and then there was a switch inside so was, the light went on and um but i hadn't eaten so i got to grab a couple of slices of pizza and inside the body cavity where i had like all the fake guts and stuff like that yeah you know kids are coming up they're like oh what's in there what's in there i'm just like oh there's this and then there's this and i'm like it's his last meal and i eat the pizza and they're like oh that's gross so a good time was had by all. That's good. You got to eat. I got to eat. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Good. Halloween, the girls looked great. Yeah, they had a lot of fun. Good. That was, that was probably the most fun I've had in a while. Yeah. yeah. I hate Halloween. I know. You're a bastard. I'm not a bastard. I just... You just don't I like people it. jerking off in your front lawn. Exactly. Unless it's me. I don't even know what the hell that was about. Me neither. Um... I, I really think it gets down to the point where, because sometimes you can hear when Reverend Scott will take a word from here, a word oh, yeah. from there. I really think it's getting to the point where he's able to get letters and string them together <laughs> and make us say shit that we've never, no, ever I, said. I think you were talking about hippies and Occupy Wall Street. Oh, yeah. And they were going to Occupy I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you the whole Occupy Wall Street thing. Um, yeah. I heard a radio commercial today where, like, now Occupy Wall Street is becoming one of those... Yeah. It's just becoming one of those things like occupy your radio and yeah. listen for the fifth song or whatever. So it's um yeah. it's becoming just a- annoying. The way the way they're jumping on it for marketing, it's like, oh uh, give me a fucking break. Yeah. But which I think is a shame because it takes away from yeah. what folks are trying to do. Yeah. You know, whatever that is. I don't know. Something so- <laughs> happened in Oakland the other day. I I, I haven't been paying attention to it for the Excuse last me. week. Because I haven't really been able to concentrate on much, so I've just been playing Arkham City. Yeah, like just nonstop. I um, I there was a, I mean, I saw a little bit of it. I think the last time I was yeah. here, and I hadn't got very far at that point. Yeah, it good. Yeah, I yeah, I beat Game it. Informer gave it a ten. Really? Which, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, actually had to go with Cole. Hmm. Was it yesterday? We were at the mall, and um, we went into GameStop. Yeah. And he he asked me if he could if we could renew the subscription to Game Informer. Oh, oh, okay. so I 
Yeah, sure, because it's you know it's it's due. You right. know, we got like one issue left. So I said, sure. And the the guy said, do you um you know do you want it digitally or do you want it like the regular old fashioned mail? Right. I said, well, you know, probably the old fashioned mail. Cole's like, I like to read it on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. You know, he went out for Halloween just dressed as nothing, and like halfway through the night, he decided to just tell people that he was Facebook. <laughs> I'm like, why did people give you candy? He goes, I don't know. But yeah, Halloween, I just, I'm not a fan. I was cold, <coughs> achy, bitchy. Really? So it I was know, a normal day. Normal day, yes. Yeah. I think my Facebook status was panhandling with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. I just I'm not a big fan of dressing up, believe it or not. Um, so right. and then I was just I was just really uncomfortable because of the cold. Yeah, I know. I get it. I let's put a moratorium on the bitching about the cold. It already snowed, so fuck it. We're done. All right. <laughs> it's not gonna work. I say it now, but it's not gonna That's work. Okay, let's see how many episodes I can go without bitching about the stupid fucking let's weather. See how many in. minutes we can go here. Hey, if, if you Stupid if you do end up getting a 360, I found or a PlayStation, I found yeah. a game. I'm kind of leaning toward the 360. I found a game for um, Olivia. For Olivia, yeah. Let me let me go to my uh, wish list here because I marked it. It's called Rocksmith. Really, you plug your guitar in. Uh-huh. And somehow it reads the notes, changes it yeah. from analog to digital, and you learn songs by playing the game. Like, really, for real, learn the songs. No, that's cool. So, uh, Well, I got to tell you, you know what's interesting? She's has not uh, – there was a couple of weeks where she was every day yeah. texting me things from – or sending me emails from eBay and stuff. Yeah. And she hasn't – in a month, she hasn't said anything about no. the entire now. So I think that that – we may have dodged that bullet. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna get it because yeah, no, I mean cool. I, I'm 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 okay with like three chord punk stuff, but I I could use some tutorials for uh you know f- to further my playing skills. Although if my my index finger stays numb, I don't know. That's I don't know. My arm, it's my back's no no better. Yeah, you know what's better? The what? fucking pills she gave me. Yeah, better yeah, drugs. They're, they're a little better, although they don't do anything to my head. But what so. do you got? I don't know what is it. Um, it's got oh, X's and no, C's that's that's it. my that's my thyroid one. Um, I don't know what it's called. I'll remember. All right. I forget where I put the bottle. Oh wait, is this it? Tramadol. Yeah. I don't know. I thought they died out in the Jurassic period. I know, huh? No, it 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 almost gets rid of the pain. It's still there, but it's nowhere near as bad as when I wake up. Yeah. But it takes like half of the day for it to build up in my system. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm feeling all right now, but I have a little numbness in my index finger and maybe a little in my middle finger. Yeah. So it's definitely a nerve. When I was in Chicago, this is a horrible segue, um, <laughs> I, had to, uh, I had to rent a minivan. Okay. Because the whole car thing was a fuck up so um now this minivan it was new it was like a new town and country kind of thing like tons of bell, bells and whistles and shit uh-huh. and it had one of those like backup like, oh yeah camera things and it feels really weird because 
You're not looking in a rearview mirror. You're looking yeah. at the stereo right. to back up. And it's like I didn't trust it. I'm like, no. Uh, but it had this thing where uh, like a blind spot warning thing. Oh, yeah. Now, I didn't know this. So I see when I'm going to like merge as I'm going uh, down the highway, I see this little arrow thing on the, the mirror. Okay. So I just, I really, you know, it just, it looked to me like it was just the turn indicator. Like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I get the signal going, fine, whatever, right? Okay. And, but sometimes there would be, you know, there would be a car, like I'd be letting a car pass or, or something like yeah. that. And it would beep. So uh. I'm looking in the mirror, but it would beep or something. So it gets me looking back at the dashboard. I'm looking for what is lighting up or what's binging. <laughs> so it's actually for me for a little while, yeah. it was more dangerous. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, oh, what the fuck is that noise? I'm trying to merge. Oh, fuck. Yeah. But um, overall, it was a very nice. Um, I like nice the backup ride. camera that we have in ours. I, I backed into a spot and I was about four inches away from the car behind me. Yeah. So it's great. Some of them have. Um, Lines that show up on yeah, the screen. Yeah, this had, to, this had lines. That? This had lines. Yeah, like a red. It was like a red, yellow, green type of yeah. thing going on. So I think that's more confusing. Just figure so, out where you th- where the your camera points and. Yeah, I didn't. I after the first like, it's like okay, it was an interesting <laughs> novelty. I'm like, oh fuck this. Yeah, I'm just gonna you know, use my mirrors the way I do. Well, that thing, the one we have, it's so long compared to anything else I've ever driven. That's going to end up in a Reverend Scott pit. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, You're they, welcome, Scott. There's no way to, to describe this, the size of the vehicle. <laughs> it, sounds, it all sounds no, dirty. It does. Now. It does. Uh, uh, Big cock. Anyway, so, so um, let's just move on. Moving on to yeah. – um, oh, What else? There was some, I thought there was something else I was going to – I was going to say. I don't remember. <laughs> oh, I saw a movie. Oh, did you? I saw um, Rum Diary. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was pretty good. Still nothing in the ad like makes me interested. It was pretty good. It's not as like crazy as like a fear and loathing kind of thing. Okay. But it was it was, it was, was good. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just good? Just good. What's it about? Uh, basically, he plays this reporter who goes down to Puerto Rico and... He's really affected by the rich versus poor kind of thing. And he's uh, becomes attracted to this woman who's the girlfriend of this guy who's looking to develop land. And, you know, and he's really affected by what he sees with the poor, you know, resident population and how that's in stark contrast to what the developers are trying to put together and – Okay. You know, for the rich, you know, for the so super why rich. Is, why are all the ads about drinking? Because uh, the drinking has, is part of the story. There's okay. an awful okay. lot of drinking. So, But that's, it's not, that's not the plot, it sounds like. No. No. So and the, I think it's. So I, the, the, the ads on TV are totally misleading. I think that they're a little misleading. I think they try. It, the, the ads, I think, make it look like it's going to be kind of a, a, a drunken haze adventure kind of thing. That's uh, what really I what funny, I so. what I get out of the ads is it kind of seems like oh here's a descendant of Jack Sparrow. So no, not at all. It's not kind of what it it's looks like to more, me. It's a little bit more serious than that. Yeah. So it's yeah. good. It's good. It was I, I enjoyed okay. it. It was good. All right. So, and um, oh, Lily got me the um, 
well, Lily and the kids. Lily kind of spearheaded the idea. Got me the Steve Jobs biography. Oh, yeah. So I got home. Actually, I think I got home when I left here last week. I got home and it was uh, on my pillow. Oh, nice. And um, it was – I was going to get – I was going to download it on my phone. Right. That seemed fitting. Yeah. And – so I'm just like, okay, now I have to take it on my trip. Now I was only I was only going to be gone one night, right? Right. So I didn't have a lot of luggage. I was kind of looking oh, forward. Yeah. So I had like what one carry on? I had like a carry on and my laptop bag. Oh, so yeah. that's it. Yeah. I got this 600 page book that I have to bring with me. <laughs> so, but it's really good. I it, yeah. it is. It's you know he was a dick and and. So, so some aspects of his life and the way he treated people, yeah. you can kind of understand why he was a dick and didn't oh, yeah. have to be a dick to achieve what he did. I'm not done with the book yet, mm. but uh, but it's also a really interesting history of the company and the products and stuff like that. Uh, so it's uh, it's fun in that way. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm about I'm like 150 pages into it. Mm. So I think but, I think for the company to be what it turned into, he had to be that. Yeah, that's just without with with just reading what I've read. But it's interesting because a lot of people, you know, you you know, you read a lot of stuff and they come off like his his design sensibilities were all just sort of, you know, bullshit and that it kind of goes back to someone else. But it kind of really goes into why he was so particular about Mm. the design of certain things. Um, okay. And why he wanted things to look a certain way. Yeah. So um, did he have to obsess so much over certain things? Probably not. Yeah. But it's that type of obsessiveness that, you know, leads to some of the greatness. So Yeah, that makes sense. So, but it's a, it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great story. It's yeah. a good story. Like him or, or hate him or like the company or not. It's, right. a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good read. Yeah. So I just I thinking about it and thinking about like Apple versus PC, Coke versus Pepsi, Nintendo versus yeah. Sega, PlayStation versus Xbox. It's like who fucking cares which, which is better? Which do you like more? That's really what it comes down to because yeah. there are Republicans and Democrats that go at each other while they're quote unquote on the job and then they're friends outside of work. But there's deep deep divisions between the public and they people don't realize oh they just work together they're they're not gonna kill each other it's like but you go on you go on when 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 a new playstation and a new xbox are released oh yeah you look at the the flame wars that go on it's like come on it's a fucking game system play whatever you want that's the i don't know it just it just with with politicians though i would almost prefer that that kind of fighting attitude yeah. and that sort of division almost. Yeah. That sort of like that that ideological warfare that right. goes on. I would almost prefer that it maintain itself outside of like I think off, for some people the playing field. definitely like Bernie Sanders and off, uh, off the playing field because that's what that's that's their job their job is yeah. 
that they were put there by people with similar ideals. I mean, Coke or Pepsi, right. who the fuck cares? Who has ever gotten up and walked out of a restaurant because they serve Coke instead of Pepsi? I'm sure there's, there's some asshole out there. All right. So not many. No. You know? I, I, I've always I, – I prefer Pepsi, but, you know, uh, I'm not going right. to complain. I, I, you know, you go to a restaurant just like, oh, let me have a Diet Coke. Right. And they're like, oh, is Diet Pepsi okay? I mean, really, are you going to go, you know what? No. No, I want no, Pepsi, it's not. bitch. No, it's not. Get, just find me some fucking Diet Pepsi. Exactly. Uh, there are people like that, though. I know, but I, I think that it's, it's few and far between because I, no, I really don't think yeah. anybody's going to get up and walk out. Because, you know, fuck you. I'm going to go across the street because they're going to give me a Coke. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I mean, really, and, and really, like, s- sit down in front of Xbox or PlayStation, okay? Yeah. If, if either one were given to me, I'd be like, fantastic. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It means I can't play Halo on one and I can't play Uncharted on another. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm going to sit down and play something else. Yeah. It's all I just, the same. I never understood. It's like, you know what? Just buy both. Or none. Yeah. It, it's easy. I mean, but in terms of Mac and PC, and Macs are clearly better. All right, moving on. So Yeah, but the but the the way people just get at each other, it's like there are people that just flat out hate Apple. Well, you know what, though? I think people flat out hate Apple are full of shit. <laughs> no, seriously. I don't, I don't hate PCs. No. Okay. I don't hate Microsoft. No. All right. No. They're, I have a very good Xbox that's I mean, really, made from it's Microsoft. Just like 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 Louis CK does this thing with, you know, when he's talking about cell phones, just like, yeah, people hate they hate Verizon. It's like, you know, fuck you, make your own. You know, <laughs> make your own network. You know, the shit that these phones do, it just it goes into space. Shut the fuck up. Well, I hate them because it, it was weird for a minute. You know, fuck you. <laughs> and that's exactly it, you know? But people just, I hate Apple. They're, you know what? Those are people who are full of shit, and they're just hating to hate. It's like my brother-in-law, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah well, definitely. Just to be a miserable bitch. And that's that, that's stupid. It's it's a waste of energy, you know? Yeah. And then what I love, because I, I do, I go on a lot of, like, Mac message boards. I read stuff. stuff. Like I that. have stopped, you know? like, posting in forums, but, like, except for a couple here and there. But people will get on and... There'll be folks who are like sort of anti-Apple and get on yeah. and bitch and moan. And then other people go, well, you clearly hate Apple. Why are you here? You know, you want to be. It's just like, are, are you all fucking crazy? Yeah, they are. Are you all insane? Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Because really, it's a computer. It's a phone. It doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Unless my phone's going to blow me, iPhone 8, okay? <laughs> 8, and- I want it on the 5. <laughs> um. Then, 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 then it doesn't really fucking matter. The whole iPhone versus Android thing is like, I don't fucking care. Like they're talking about shit that like, I, I don't even, I don't even know enough about the phones to to even care about what people are complaining about with the difference. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you you well, care? Well, well, part of well, no, I, not that I care, but I understand the differences. Oh, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. So. But uh, and I and I and I I prefer this. I don't need to. I mean, people talk about oh, Android's so much more open. So you know, a it's really not. <laughs> B who the fuck? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Since when did preference become law? I don't know. I don't know. S because you know what it is. It's 
because that becomes their substitute religion. They need to, uh-huh. but it really, when you think about okay. it, it's the it's the same it's the same type of thing. They feel they feel strongly about something. It's yes. something that where it's it's their comfort zone. It's and it turns into an emotional argument. Exactly, it turns into an emotional argument instead, yeah. of, instead of a rational one. Yeah. In fact, I would. I mean, shit. I, I think it makes more sense, quite frankly, to believe in your computer or your phone more than God, because that shit works for a fucking reason that you can identify and quantify. I don't think there's anything, like, product-wise that I would just 100% stand up and defend. Nothing. Not a product, not a movie, not a book. Nothing. It would depend on what the you know what it was up against. No, I don't. I, do, I don't think like like we'll take Star Wars for instance. There's definitely flaws, and there are things where I can agree with people that yeah, shit's bad. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, and I'm can, not talking you, about you, changes. I'm talking about original releases. There's bad stuff in all of them. Right, but that's the difference between <clears throat> the your rational approach to it as opposed to a visceral. I just and I just don't have the energy to talk exactly. about it anymore. I don't care. Yeah. You don't let pe- people used to. Apo- oh, sorry, I don't like Star Wars. Like, I, fuck, just I, you're wasting I'm my time. Chris, talking. Chris, not like, George. It doesn't matter. It's like, come on, I don't care. No. no, I've never watched Star Wars. Well, that's your loss then. All right, fine. You know what? I've never seen Schindler's List or How The can Godfather. You never have seen Schindler's List. It just pisses people off. So I'm, I'm going. What about it. Schindler's Godfather? That is that was good. Fucked up shit. I didn't understand too much of what it's was going on. Crazy. But. Italian concentration camps. <laughs> Crazy shit. All right, before I sound anti-Semitic and... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just all in my head. I've saved that clip from last yeah. week. I have uh, it. The one from a couple of weeks, yeah. couple of weeks ago? Yeah, I have it. Oh, that that's... I wild. just thought you'd like to listen to it every now and oh, then. God, I can't fucking believe I said that. <laughs> We're just going to build this up until there's just this groundswell of, what did he say? Yeah. Anyway. And then we still um, won't say it. What else we got going on? <laughs> um, oh, like in two weeks, we're going to do that special episode, huh? Oh, shit. We better get up. on top of that I shit. I really do have to get on top of that shit. Huh. I should put that in my phone. Hey, I found new get Star Wars figures the other day. Did you? I know this is going to be totally thrilling for nobody. Nobody. But uh, look at this package. <laughs> <laughs> he just gave there it There you go. One. There you go. Notice anything different about it? <laughs> the mention of a limited edition Boba Fett prototype armor? No, no, no. I already sent away for that. Um I don't know. Look at the look at the title. Oh, Revenge of the Jedi. Yeah. That's I thought just, that was nice. You know what? That's just pandering. Unless I mean because there weren't any. They didn't make any no. like that. So no. They also didn't put out a, a white armored Boba Fett on a card or a Slave Leia. I know. So, yeah, I bought uh, a couple of those, and I already sent away for one of the Fets. And then I'm like, ah, oh, it's like five proof of purchase for each one. I'm like, shit. How am I going to get as many as I need? Yeah. And then I found this box that I just dumped oh, out shit. with like, 40 proof of purchase in them. So, that is the geekiest thing I've ever seen. Well, you know what? And I've been in this room a lot of times. <laughs> I know, huh? But 
why not save the proof of purchases if they're going to do special mail-aways? <laughs> there was one point in the in the in the very early stages of the um, the reissues of the figures, you had to get the proof of purchase and a receipt showing that you like bought them within a certain period of time. Oh yeah, because people would just rip shit off of shit. Yeah, well, people got really pissed off, and they haven't done that again. I ordered something through uh, eBay. I bought something, I should say. So when are we doing this show? I don't know. I haven't looked at the calendar. Okay. Uh, I can't take that off the... Okay, so... I um I was looking at vintage Star Wars figures, like actual, honest-to-God, vintage right. Star Wars figures, and they had the Zuckus, who's really Forlom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, it's one of the... I think it's a 65 or 64 back. What, how many's on here? 65. Return of the Jedi says Forlom, but it's Zuckus. It's got the gun and everything on it. Yeah. $20.50. Really? Yeah. It's a good deal. I mean, the bubble's a little crushed, but I'm like, I'm not going to be selling it. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty. And you know what? It said it would take two to 14, uh, two to 14 days, and it took like two days to get to me. So that was good. I was very happy with that. I tried that. Um, Apple came out with that new, uh, the new app where you could send a greeting card. Oh yeah, yeah. So I sent one to Julie, and um, it was really kind of funny because a couple of like several days went by. I'm like, "Honey, did you did you get a card in the mail?" <laughs> she said, "You sent me a card." I said, "Yeah, I tried out this new app." She's like, "You're an asshole." She goes, "I thought you were just sending me this card." I'm you, like, "Well, you could have sent it to yourself." Well, that's just weird. Wow. Then you'd know it came in the mail. I love me. I love me. I do it. <laughs> but, um, Frank, you're awesome. Love and, and, Apple. And I thought that, <laughs> love Steve Jobs. <laughs> what? From the grave. <laughs> so, um, I, I ordered it and it, I, like, one of them got there like two days, got to my house like two days ago. And I ordered it like, like 15 days ago, mm-hmm. like two weeks ago, All which, right. Is bad. Yeah, which that's is a bad. long time. It that's about how long time. it takes to order a book through you know, iPhoto. Exactly. So, um, so I thought that I did something wrong. So I ordered another one. Yeah. So the card came through. Like it was like I ordered on the thirty first, and I got it, and we got it today. But they're nice. They're nice. Like heavy stock. Bad. The printing is nice. The photo. You put a photo in there. Yeah. Came out nice. It's nice. Three bucks. That's not bad. Which is the same as you'd pay for a card if you went and bought a card. Yeah. So, yeah, well, it was worth it. That's not bad. So, anyway. Yeah. So, um, what do we got in the news? I have no idea. Anything? I guess this is the part where we'll say, hey, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Even right. though I don't have any breaks made up, but we'll be, people will hear them. So, we'll be back. Yeah.
Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstro Crumpunter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I'm just, just getting confirmation. It's just in That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? You can find us at chinstrokerversuspunter.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody... <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we have to sacrifice a few hours a week to podcast about whatever you find important, but we think you're crazy asking us to write an essay telling you who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms and the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each of us is a podcast about other podcasts. A podcast about television. A podcast about films. A podcast about music. A podcast about books. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours. The Podcast Podcast. The Podcast Podcast is your one-stop source for all the podcasts on the internet. Each week we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes so that you can decide if you should check them out or keep on moving. Find us at thepodcastpodcast.com or search for us in the iTunes store by looking for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. Alright, I'm here with Bill Byforce and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about Outside the Cinema. Alright, Reverend Scott, take us to church. Uh, what can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. <laughs> uh, is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, <laughs> horror, comedy, cult, and often all-around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. Yeah. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a, a, a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one <laughs> That is one star too many. Let me tell you. The worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, Scott. Uh, that was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. Uh, I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. So, uh, all right, let me call up Firefox here and see what we got. So, um, 
Okay. You know what juggalos are, right? Um, I've heard the the thing. Fans of the insane clown posse. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, this was this was this was submitted by Randy and a couple other people. Um, FBI classifies juggalos as a quote gang. Does the FBI have nothing better to do? Uh, well, let's see what this says. The FBI has classified fans of the Detroit-based hip-hop band Insane Clown Posse, who call themselves Juggalos and paint their faces like their heroes, as a violent, fast-growing gang worth monitoring. News of the Bureau's move first came courtesy of Wired reporter Spencer Ackerman. The Juggalos are highlighted in the Bureau's 2011 National Gang Threat Assessment Report as a non-traditional gang alongside the traditional ethnic-based Asian, East African, and Caribbean gangs. The report classifies Juggalos among hybrid gangs such as the Latin Kings. It's interesting. Weren't they also a band? <laughs> yeah, but then Tito Puente died. Okay, just checking. According to information from the National Gang Intelligence Center, cited in the report, the Juggalos, quote, are rapidly expanding into many U.S. communities and engaging criminal activity and violence. Washing with fish heads all over the place. (laughs) Law enforcement officials in at least 21 states have identified criminal juggalo subsets, according to the (laughs) NGIC. Is this on The Onion? Really? Come on. No, this is... um this is uh, Yahoo News. Oh, okay, that's a step in the right direction, sort of. Uh, here's, uh, I guess, from the report. Most crimes committed by juggalos are sporadic, disorganized, indiv- individualistic, and often involve simple assault, personal drug use and possession, petty theft, and vandalism. However... These are oh, gangs. They're people in their fucking... They're teenagers. Yeah, but they travel in groups. And it's not just teenagers. There's, well, in the twenties, whatever. Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't sound like a gang. That. It sounds like a bunch. Well, hold on, let's see what they say. <laughs> a bunch of juggalos, a gaggle of geese. What's the classification? A pod of juggalos. I mean, I, no, I think it's a moron of juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> However, open source reporting suggests that a small number of juggalos are forming more organized subsets and engaging in more gang-like criminal activities, such as felony assaults, theft, robberies, and drug sales. <laughs> Do you know who's really happy about this? Two people from the 80s, Weird Al Yankovic and David Lee Roth. Why? Just a juggalo. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh. That was awesome. That was good. I'll give you that one. The report states that in January 2011, a suspected juggalo member shot and wounded a couple (laughs) in King County, Washington. In 2010, two suspected juggalo associates were charged. That word is way too classy to be next to the word juggalo. Were charged with beating and robbing an elderly homeless man. However, FBI specialists note that it can be hard to get a fix on the juggalos and their whereabouts. <laughs> that it's, word is it's, so funny. It's not. All you've got to say is whoop, whoop, and they will answer you. <laughs> it's like crows and, and geese. Um, or, or, or a gay man, when all you have to do is go ding, ding, ding with the trolley. <laughs> and then they'll jump out going ring, ring, ring with the bell. Oh, Juggalo's disorganization <laughs> and lack of structure within their groups, coupled with their transient nature, 
Makes it difficult to classify them and identify their members and migration patterns. See like geese. <laughs> and, and this is from the report as well, I think, many criminal juggalo subsets are comprised of transient or homeless individuals, according to law enforcement reporting. So this doesn't sound like a gang very much. Like I said, or just they're a bunch. They're just fucking, they just find like-minded hobos <laughs> Who just, how, you know what I think it is? You know what I think the real gang element is? Huh. Who are these people going around making up hobos to look like clowns? <laughs> Those are the real criminals. Okay. All right. That was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, let's see. Most jug- juggalo criminal groups. And hobos that wouldn't even know that they have the makeup on because really they're not really looking in mirrors all that. No, much. they're a little greasy to start with. Exactly. Most juggalo criminal groups are not motivated to migrate based upon traditional needs of a gang. However, law enforcement reporting suggests that juggalo criminal activity. <laughs> the word is so <laughs> funny. Yeah. Has increased over the past several years and has expanded to several other states. Transient criminal juggalo groups pose a threat <laughs> to communities due to the potential for violence, drug use, I and I keep sales. hearing Bill Cosby say the word juggalo. <laughs> and they go, ah! <laughs> and their general destructive and violent nature. Um, okay, you know what it is? Huh? It sounds like a bunch of assholes. Okay, who happen yeah. to listen to the same music. Yeah. They're not really a gang. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> let's let's continue. This is re- oh god. Though law enforcement officials in Arizona, California, Pennsylvania, Utah, and Washington report that most juggalo gang related criminal activity um oh report the most juggalo gang related related activity, yeah. Juggalos are it's present. This sentence, Juggalos, butchering it. Yeah, I know, huh? Fucking, I killed that like a juggalo kills a bottle of Fago. That's the soda they drink. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, juggalos are present in Colorado, Delaware, Florida, <laughs> Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Mexico, New Hampshire, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, and Virginia. Maybe they just should, they should have said... Where they it, aren't. Yeah. They're not in Puerto Rico. Which, which would have been um, Alabama, Texas, uh, uh, Alabama, Hawaii, and uh, Alaska. I can see a juggalo from my house. Oh. Um, let's see. Juggalo gangs are expanding into New Mexico in particular... Quote, because they are attracted to the tribal and cultural traditions of the Native Americans residing nearby. And because it's a dry heat. Yeah. <laughs> the FBI gang classification has prompted some purportedly law-abiding juggalos to launch a petition in protest. Many. <laughs> That's really good. So you got a bunch of law-abiding juggalos talking to the, to the bad juggalos going, Hey, you're making us look bad. You're making us, the people that wear <laughs> hockey jerseys and paint our faces up with clown makeup. You're making us look ridiculous. Oh, wait, never mind. You know, we say it out loud. We just, what the fuck have we been doing? It's like explaining the plot of Demolition Man out loud. <laughs> ah, fuck. God, I wish the Grateful Dead were still together. I could follow that band. <laughs> many, many, many are college students, college graduates. And some with very high degrees in many different fields. Others are humble, work long hours, and earn everything that they own. (sighs) True juggalos and juggalettes. Really? Yes. The pink ladies of the juggalo clans? (laughs) Are a part 
of a subculture to America. All right, I got to tell you, I've heard subculture so many times here. This culture seems to be so fractured and subbed out. It's not a fucking thing. It is. It's a thing, but it's not like a... It doesn't... It's a bunch of fucking retards running around being assholes. That's what it is. So where is every gang? Oh, Jesus. Let let me continue. Um, And are not criminals. This discrimination should not be allowed against innocent people because of people claiming false belief in our culture. Wait, are we talking about juggalos now or Muslims? That was was the petition. I don't know. So you can you can see that it wasn't a college student graduate or anyone no. with a high degree that wrote this petition. No, all of them are in the gangs. Yeah, they're running the show. A representative for the insane clown posse did not immediately return requests for comments left with psychopathic records, the band's <laughs> label. <laughs> and then in parentheses, <laughs> author's note, I can't believe I just wrote that sentence. <laughs> what, what, what happened to me? Yeah. The fascination with the Juggalos and their annual gathering of the Juggalos <laughs> was the band. Yeah. You never heard of that? Gathering of the Juggalos? It's a big what thing. The fuck? It sounds like, like the fourth movement of some sort of bizarre classical music. <laughs> it's it's the lost act from uh, Pagliacci. <laughs> What the band itself bills as the most controversial music (laughs) festival in the world has sparked media interest. Last year, the Village Voice ran a cover story in which the writer, Camille Dodaro, gave a first-hand account of the Juggalo gathering in rural Illinois. Readers should note that Dodaro's saga contains graphic accounts of sexual acts and drug use. Awesome. And I think this is a piece from it. It doesn't actually label any of these quotes here. A map given at the entrance shows how Hog Rock has been carved into an insane clown posse theme park. Three camping areas, I I guess, are rechristened the Chaos District, Looney Boonies, and Red Mist Mountain. Scattered around them are six separate stages, a wrestling ring and an autograph tent. There's the main stage where ICP will headline and Method Man will get his cheek bloodied from a flying object. There's the second stage where Bong MC Afro Man will get figuratively stoned and reality TV star Tila Tequila will get literally stoned. They I like threw, that idea. They threw rocks at her. That's awesome. Um, there's the seminar tent where omnipresent porn icon Ron Jeremy will initial the sunburnt breast of a juggalette already sporting a neck hickey, then take her inside his trailer. Blah. Uh, Dodoro thinks the recent gang classification is ludicrous. I didn't know ludicrous was, was no, going to be there. There was no comment from ludicrous. <laughs> ludicrous is, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know what's going on. Who are you clowns? Oh. Why are you hitting me? You people are insane. It's like classifying New York's New York Giant fans as a gang because people have committed crimes while wearing New York Giants hats. Dodoro told the cut line. I don't know what that is. This whole gang thing is an allegation jugglers have been dealing with for years. It's just strange the FBI decided now to add them to the roster when jugglers have actually been getting the best press in the last 18 months than ever before. Uh, you know, jugglers helping out at soup kitchens. Yes, now. You know, now here's the thing. Do you want to look scouts. at the comments if there are any? Okay. Yes. All right, let's see. 
Um, nothing funny. What's that one down near the bottom with the purple and the white exclamation point? It says, I'm in a gang. I'm in a gang. It's called the Employed Workforce. We're a pretty rare bunch these days. All of these are fucking boring. Yeah, they, well, it's Yahoo. That's... Yeah, well, it says it all. Nope, there's nothing interesting. They should all just go home and wash their faces. Well, at some point they should. Oh, my God. It's so fucking <coughs> hilarious. All right, let's see what else we got. <sighs> um, and then there's this picture from Arkham City. It's Batman beating up a bunch of Joker's thugs because <laughs> they all have their faces painted yeah. up. It's his juggalos. Even Batman hates them. And he's elbowing one of the dudes in the face. That's just funny. We're going to end the show so I can go play Arkham City now. Yeah, okay. Because anytime I hear it, I have to go play it. Um. I don't have too many things here. I thought we would go through what people have been putting up in the... Um, yeah, we got a bunch of emails, people yelling at me about Walmart again. Well, that's true. But we have some other stuff here on our Facebook page. So we're going to get a lot of activity lately, so I think that's kind of yeah. cool. Randy put this one up. I thought it'd be interesting to read this. Amish beard cutting attacks uncover suspected cult. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You like that one? Oh, my fucking God. Bergholz, Iowa. Mind their own fucking business. Leave everybody else the fuck alone. Jesus. That's my fucking presidential bumper sticker. Mind your own fucking business. I don't don't know where that came from. What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. It's like Amma's beard cutting. Who the fuck wakes up one day and goes, you know what? Um, I got to go to the post office. Oh, I gotta jump that library book off. You know what? Then I think I'll go cut off some Amish guy's beard. Well, let's see what this says because it seems a lot more sinister than the headline would would let you believe. It says Aiden Troyer hasn't figured out precisely how he'll tell his daughters now four and five years old why they're growing up without a mother. This is gonna was get she, this is she, this is gonna get dark. Was I think she in the beard. I don't know. I've kind of held back a little bit because they're so young and I do not want to depress them, he said, from his home in north-central Pennsylvania. Well, his home is in north-central Pennsylvania. That's enough. (laughs) Troyer, his ex-wife Wilma, and their two children are part of the Amish faith, which includes living a simple life free of the conveniences of the modern world like electricity and motorized vehicles. But what happened with the Troyer family is anything but simple. Troyer believes that he and his wife were lured into a cult made up of breakaway members of the larger Amish community near Burkholz in rural eastern Ohio. He said it was, and still is, ruled with an iron fist by his former father-in-law, Sam Mullet. Really? His last name is Mullet, yes. I thought Maybe I'd it's Malay. Let that sit there. No, I don't think he's French. A man who Troyer and others say is anything but a typical Amish leader. Well, they, he has a mullet. Well, he is he's a, a mullet. mullet. Yeah. That explains it. He's just, he's just all business in front. <laughs> Party down the back. They say mullet yeah. has created rules. I was referring to anal sex. Yeah, I know. Okay. And punishments. <laughs> they say mullet has created rules and punishments for breaking those rules that the Amish folks have never heard of before. The Amish typically resolve disputes within their community without the interference of law enforcement, but they say Mullet takes this to a whole new level. The way he's been treating and talking to people, he is not an Amish guy, 
Troyer said. He is not your typical peaceful, loving Amish person. Troyer said he eventually realized what he was getting caught up in and moved away from Mollet's compound along with his two daughters. There's a problem. Wilma did not. Three years after their marriage in 2004, the couple divorced and Troyer received full custody of the girls. Hmm. Mullet's name emerged recently after several Amish-on-Amish beard-cutting attacks, (laughs) in which most of the perpetrators are believed to be followers of Mullet's breakaway group. I'm sorry. (laughs) Last week, I'll, I'll just keep going. Last week, the FBI announced that it was investigating the incidents to determine whether any federal laws had been broken and no further details were given. Local law enforcement <laughs> officials and members of the Amish community believe Mullet has created a cult and is single-handedly responsible for <laughs> orchestrating the beard-cutting incidents and other crimes in recent years. Mullet has not been charged with any crimes. So, to, to get Mullet's <laughs> side of the story... It's funny that someone named Mullet is involved in haircutting. Yeah. Uh, to get Mullet's side of the story... The I would, FBI could peel themselves away from the... The, the juggalos, the jugheads, or whatever the fuck they are, <laughs> jugheads. jugheads of the um, jiggalos, a jiggalos. <laughs> oh, that's a whole different group. I would travel to his Jiggle rural lots. Ohio compound, an hour's drive from the nearest city of Steubenville. But before getting to Mullet, I heard accusations firsthand from the people who were once close to him. Let's see how far this goes. Well, that's a lot. Hey, it's beard cutting me. Oh my well, it's god! Every, they have the guys. Get one sentence as a paragraph. I know. Huh? Um, how much? How much more of this you want? I don't know. Keep going. I just just, I just before mullet on mullet violence or whatever the fuck it is. Just before eleven in the evening on October four at a farmhouse outside the rural Ohio community of Carrollton, Myron and Arlene Miller heard the doorbell ring. Myron Miller crawled out of bed, unsure of what he'd find. A group of men ar- armed with scissors. <laughs> and battery powered clippers attacked this is like this is like the introduction to a weird al video <laughs> no, i'm it? sorry this is a fucking family guy episode they must um, be bad amish because they had electric clippers exact battery powered even yeah well because where, where the fuck are you gonna plug it in fucking mennonites um holding him down and cutting out a chunk of his beard according to the millers i think it was the guys from jackass you know what i think it was you know, and they'd be able to clear this up if they just noticed that the the image cut out of his beard said ICP. Oh, Arlene said that when it was over, her husband's beard was about four or five inches shorter. The attackers targeted Miller's, Miller's beard because as a member of the Amish community, it is a significant symbol of his faith. See, I think I knew that, but I don't know how it works. Arlene says the men attacked her He's husband not as faithful anymore. because he had helped one of Sam Mullet's children leave his Amish sect. These men knew he was suspicious, Arlene recalled. And just like that, just so fast, one of them grabs for his beard and starts pulling on him to pull him out the door. Five men were arrested in the attack, as well as another incident earlier in the day, according to Jefferson County Sheriff Fred J. Abdallah. Four of the five suspects are related to Mullet, including three of his sons. Uh, additional arrests aren't likely because only two of the four victims of the attack since early September, including Myron Miller, are pressing charges. Hmm. Going against the Amish tradition of solving conflict through their church, 
Arlene Miller says she and her husband decided to report the crime to police because they hoped to prevent other people from being hurt. How did they call the police? With a megaphone, right? No, that's electronic. No, no, no. Oh, like, a, like a like a cheerleading cone. Oh. Where they hopped in their ah, buggy ah, and boom, mullet cut off my husband's beard. Yeah, I don't. That's <sighs> weird. Oh, inside mullet's compound. Let's read this part. By which I mean I will read this part. Seven miles down a stretch of winding two-lane highway, deep in a valley outside Burkholz, you have to travel along Township Road. You know, those first, the first few sentence, the first few words of that are actually the beginning of a country western song. Really? Yeah, read that again. Seven miles down a stretch of winding <laughs> two-lane highway. <laughs> Doesn't it sound it? It does, yes. <sighs> um, you have to travel along Township Road over a mound of mud to get to the compound. <laughs> writing country western music right here yeah (sighs) on the other side of that mound barns and stables well past their prime come into view a few white houses are mixed in with the farm buildings the only sound is the occasional neighing of horses next to a barn stands a boy not much older than nine or ten in the plain amish clothing blue shirt suspenders and trousers you know what? You're not writing a novel here. I don't he stares at me clearly an outsider as I drive up in a car. Come on. I saw witness. Is that a spaceship? <laughs> Are you from the future? <laughs> uh let's see. His tall frame fills the entry, a long wispy beard moves in the occasional light breeze. Seriously? Did Ann Rice write this? Can no. you he asks, can you respond to these allegations that you're running a cult? People say a lot of things, Mullet says, a small, confident grin on his face. All right, I don't I don't like where this article went. It it's getting way too I don't know. Stupid? No, it's like it started off being like reporting. Yeah. And then it turned into oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this. I have like, to get more words. I'm supposed to get exactly to get 5, every, words. You know what? I'll make every sentence a paragraph. There you go. That's just that's uh, just ridiculous. All right, badly written article about a something that it I started just off okay stop though. Laughing at what's that guy ridiculous. got on his face? John three sixteen. Uh, I think it's I don't know. I don't know. I want to play this video. To my great disappointment, it appears that the politics of division are making a great comeback. GOP hypocrisy and the politics of And believe of it or not, some in this town have actually condoned the pitting of Americans against Americans. To say that somehow that, that we should point and attack other Americans or other regions of America or industries in America, I think it would be a mistake. I think the idea of dividing our nation in a time of crisis is the wrong way to go. How many conversations have we had over the past couple of weeks talking about class warfare? talking about millionaires and billionaires pitting one group against another pitting one group against another he wants to pit one set of americans against another i think this divisive rhetoric is fairly is is divisive wow (laughs) it says that's what they're saying now and here's what they were saying stupid people are ruining america liberals should be ashamed we are engaged in the battle of the american idea if you want to kill jobs you can and Democrats prove it all the time. You talk about the tyranny of what's going on in the last couple of years with Obamacare and, and the Dodd-Frank bill. Where you said, quote, the single most important thing we want to achieve is for President Obama to be a one-term president. Well, that is true. 
uh, that's my single most important political goal, along with every active Republican in the country. Government to decide who, when, where, and how we get these rights. That's the crowd we've got right now. But we also have a situation in this country where you're nearing 50% of people who don't even pay income taxes. Yeah, that's the shared now, sacrifice. Is that, that's is that sacrifice. I think it's a real problem when, when you have half of Americans that are almost half of Americans that are not paying, uh, paying income tax. We're dismayed at the injustice that nearly half of all Americans don't even pay any income tax. If you get to a point where people recognize they can vote themselves money from the Treasury, they will do so and ultimately kill the country. And the liberals out there are saying that we need to pay more. Do you want that opportunity society? We are on the road to European socialism. We are on the road to a different kind of America. Or do you want the cradle-to-grave European-style social welfare state? Well, the stimulus, the omnibus, the budget, it's all one big down payment on a new American socialist experiment. You want to know where, where I think they want to go? That's where I think they want to go. That's the choice in 2012. The objective of the liberals is to destroy this country. To my great disappointment, it appears that the politics of division are making a great comeback. <laughs> I like how they ended with them because he started the whole right. the video there. Yeah, but it, I mean, it goes, it goes back to like... It's 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 all the politicians. They're all full of shit. They're the ones that started the division. Yeah, they're the ones who haven't done anything interesting. I remember, I remember growing up, and I, Ever. I, I I'm pretty sure that we've we've talked about this before, where it was like, okay, you get Democrats and Republicans, and it was like eh, you didn't feel so bad, maybe agreeing with a couple of Republican points or Democrat points, you know, based on what side you were on. I know that like. There's there's different sides. I like parts yeah. from from different sides, but now the division is so black and white that there's nothing. Yeah, a but Democrat no could, one is getting anything. No one no. is getting anything done, and they're all just worried about staying elected. It's such bullshit. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's why line. that's why the Republicans haven't put up a jobs bill yet. Because if they put up a jobs bill, then uh, Obama gets credit. Oh God, forbid we give the Democrat credit. Exactly. It's 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 all about the fucking game. Yeah, that's all it is. Well, to them, that's yeah, what exactly. it is. But to a lot of people that are homeless, it, it's now, not. And they're, they're playing games with you know everybody's everybody's lives. It's bullshit. They're such yeah. dicks. Oh yeah, every single one of them. And I'm sorry, I'll say it. Obama down to the fucking president of the PTA. Everyone's a fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah, I like this story. Ready? Ready this? for this one? Socialist, that's in quotes, Obama voters, Muslims, should stay away from my concealed weapons class, Texas gun dealer says. Okay, that'll get you in jail there, <laughs> Pilgrim. San Antonio, a central Texas gun dealer ran radio ads advertising socialist liberals, those who voted for President Barack Obama, Arabs and Muslims, that they need not apply for his concealed gun license class. Crockett Keller, that's his name, hmm. who owns Keller's Say Riverside that Store. Faster, it sounds like Cracker. Oh. Ran the ads on the radio station in his rural hometown of Mason, Texas, which is. I don't really think they needed to put the word rural. <laughs> no shit. His middle name is probably rural. Oh. Which is 120 miles west of the state capital of Austin. Here's a quote. If you are a socialist liberal and or voted for the current campaigner in chief, 
Please do not take this class, Keller says in the ad. You have already proven that you cannot make a knowledgeable and prudent decision as required under the law. Also, if you are a non-Christian Arab or Muslim, I will not teach you the class. What if you are a Christian Arab? I don't know. That that would be interesting. Keller also said in the radio, Keller said he is simply exercising his freedom to teach concealed handgun license classes to whomever he wants. He said he's received hundreds of calls from Americans who support his stance. I doubt that. Right. Because hundreds is in quotes. I should have had the class next week instead of this week. I could have had 500 people in it, Keller said on Friday. So he's only looking out for his money. Exactly. He said he was not joking when he put up, put the lines about socialists in his commercials because he knows some socialist liberals and did not want them to enroll in the class. He I didn't want them to shoot him. I didn't want them to show up and have to tell them no, he said. I, I doubt he would have said no. Right. Oh, wait, your money's green. Exactly. And your gun's loaded? All right, come on in. The Texas Department of Public Safety, which oversees the concealed carry program and licenses instructors, said in a statement that certified instructors are required to comply with all applicable state and federal statutes. All right, until we got to that part, I'm like, all right, that's his decision yeah. made as much of a douche as he yeah, is. Yeah, no, but if the state licenses him, then yeah, then you have other rules to has, follow. Right, exactly. Um, and conduct con, and conducted by an instructor that denied service to individuals on the basis of race in the state. Yeah, basically, it's like you know, you can't yeah, discriminate. You can't do the shit you're doing. Yeah, kid. The department said it had begun an investigation into the matter and would take appropriate administrative action based on the findings from the investigation. Adults in Texas are allowed to carry concealed weapons if they have completed a class such as the one Keller teaches. All they can do is take away his license or suspend it for six months. They don't learn to yeah. shut the fuck up. Keller wrapped up his radio by saying, with no shame, I'm Crockett Keller. Thank you, and may God bless. Boy, indeed. Oh, there's no, there's no quotes. No, no posts under that one um (coughs) what's this one rick perry cites fake quote from viral occupy toronto satire oh nice! that guy rick perry he's he's dead in the water did you see his crazy fucking speech the other day he was just like i don't know it was weird yeah I, I can't even begin to describe it. I don't want to play it because it, you have to see it to really? fully appreciate it. But he was like off his fucking rocker. He didn't even have a rocker. That's how <laughs> off it he was. Um, you want to hear anything about this one here? Uh, yeah, I think it's like I think it's kind of funny. Okay. Yesterday, this is from Mediaite. Yesterday, we reported a strange story that brought attention to the intersection of satirical writing hyper-partisan politics and how the viral nature of the internet has little regard for the truth when fake quotes from a piece of comedic fiction were passed off as real by conservative bloggers. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty good. Today, the story gets better since GOP presidential candidate and Texas... Cause, cause, can I just interrupt yeah. for Because you know what? Bloggers, they'll post this shit and because then it becomes like click magnets. Oh, yeah. Pe- people click and... Whenever people click on there, the bloggers, they get money from advertising on their websites, okay? All comes down to the money. Mm. 
All right? Anything that's going on, it's all about the fucking money. Yeah, so you don't Republican have to be or responsible. Democrat. I don't care do who it. you are. Okay? It's about the fucking money. Yeah, which kind of throws responsibility out the window. Completely. Doesn't it? All right, let's see. Um, today, the story gets better since GOP presidential candidate and Texas Governor Rick Perry also advanced a fake quote that appeared in the same satirical piece by the Globe and Mail's Mark Schatzker. Some background. Schatzker wrote a satirical essay that seemed to mock the hyperbole and hyperventilation on both sides of the Occupy movement that listed quotes of fabricated participants of Occupy Toronto. (laughs) That's funny. At the very top of the post is the satire label, though this was clearly missed by conservative bloggers, many of whom wrote about it, excuse me, which were apparently forwarded by many readers of these right-of-center sites. One such quote was from a fictional 38-year-old protester named Jeremy. It's weird protesting on Bay Street. You get there at 9 a.m. and the rich bankers who you want to hurl insults at and change their worldview have been at work for two hours already. And then when it's time to go, they're still there. I guess that's why they call them the 1%. I mean, who wants to work those kind of hours? (laughs) That's the power of greed. (laughs) Wow. That's pretty funny. That is. I like that. At least Perry didn't preface Jeremy's remarks by noting that he, quote, spoke in class today. Oh, very nice. Pearl Jam reference? Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's one thing for bloggers to mistake this fake quote as real, but this story enters a whole new level of absurdity when Governor Rick Perry cites the same fake quote. During an appearance last Friday at the Barley House in New Hampshire... Oh, New Hampshire, where everybody fucks up with their right. uh, their speech. Michelle Bachman said that that's where the Revolutionary War started. She's good, close. Good for you. Uh, New Hampshire. Perry said that the same quote, which had been forwarded to him by his son. <laughs> his son's like, fuck that. I'm not moving. Yeah. Sabotage this shit myself. Now, Perry did qualify the veracity of the quote to some degree, saying, I don't know if it can be proved up or not. What does that mean, proved up? He's from Texas. He doesn't speak English. He speaks Texas. Right. I, I get the general gist of it, but the words don't make sense. I don't. Well, you have to say it like that. I don't know if this can be proved up. <laughs> See? Now that sounds normal. All right. Not really. Um, no. Though the larger question might be why a presidential candidate is sharing a story that he doesn't know if it can be proved That was given to him not. from his son. Yeah. This is just the icing on the cake of Perry's precipitous fall from the top of the GOP polls and his latest command performance in New Hampshire this weekend, all of which makes clear that his chances of winning the Republican nomination are now about as real as the Occupy Toronto quote he used. All right. Um, I'm going to click on this command performance link. Um, please give me video. All right, fuck it. I'm gonna play it. Come on. Where are we going? It's taking me to a different site. To 
Sarah Rachel Maddow show. Today is not just barbecue from Ed Day here at the Rachel Maddow show. It's not just Halloween. Uh, Today is also a day that has been unexpectedly packed with political news. There's a a ton to talk about with what happened to Republican frontrunner Herman Cain today. We'll be getting to that in just a moment. There's actually something to talk about even with Newt Gingrich's campaign today. And it's not just (laughs) about uh, Newt Gingrich trying to get his hands on your money this time. Oh, wait. Actually, the Newt story is just about him trying to get his hands on your money again. Uh, but there is new Newt news about that today. Uh, today was a big, a, a big political news day. But what is the most important presidential politics news of the day, in the sense that I think it is the most devastating to a specific campaign, is this footage. Footage that came in over the weekend of Texas Governor Rick Perry, an appearance that Rick Perry made in New Hampshire on Friday. I like the subtitle there, Perry Normal Activities. This is sort of a sensitive issue uh, to talk about because there is not an empirical means by which I can explain why this footage may be the end of Rick Perry's campaign this year. There isn't something quantitative I can point out here. This does not count as a gaffe or something that he uh, misspoke about and will have to clarify. But looking at this footage, I would argue that Rick Perry can really no longer be considered a serious contender for president after this. This is one of those things where there's not really a way to explain it. But once you (laughs) see this tape, you'll never look at this guy the same way again. The tape just sort of speaks for itself. Anything that I can tell you, anything that I could say about how this changes Rick Perry's chances will not help to explain this. You just have to see it for yourself. So here it is. This was Rick Perry on Friday night. I hope the audio lives up to it. This is such a cool state. I mean, come on. Live free or die. I mean, <laughs> you know, you got to love that, right? I come from a state, you know, where um, they had this little place called the Alamo, and they declared victory or death. You know, we're kind of into those slogans, man. It's like live free or die, victory or death. Bring it. Gold is good. They got death, didn't they? Um, if, if you've got any in the backyard, because, you know, if, if, if they print any more money over there in Washington, the gold's going to be good. This week I announced a tax plan. Uh, we were up in, or down in, I should say, uh, South Carolina, and we laid out a tax plan. You can stay in the old system that's out there. And, and Senator, you know, the, the ones that want to stay in the old system, pay the lawyers, pay the accountants, all that money that's gone, are... That 20% flat tax, put it on there, take your deductions off, send it in. The good news is that little plan that I just shared with you doesn't force the Granite State to expand your tax footprint, if you know what I mean. Like 9% expansion. Now he's, he's impersonating I Jay Leno. The I, mean, I, get to touch it. I have fun with him. He is a great and interesting guy. And thank you, Herman, for helping pay for the event tonight. <laughs> I grew up on a farm. I grew up... I grew up on a farm. I tell people, so far out in the country that everybody had their own Tomcat. <laughs> Some of you are not going to get that, but um, that is a long way away from any neighbors. I mean, I know Hilar and, and uh, Wizoric. Always have fun with your name, brother. We must make President Obama a one-term president. We must. 
Nothing I will I look forward to the day when I can salute to the South, to Mr. Chavez, and say, no, thank you. We do not need any of your oil. We are doing it ourselves in America with domestic energy. The coolest thing happens. What the fuck? I roll in here, and I get to meet a real-life angel in the form of Christopher Duffley. And then I get to meet a real life hero in Catherine Adair. I mean, I mean, like my life today has been awesome, girl. This has really been a great day. That was a speech that Rick Perry gave on Friday night in Manchester, New Hampshire. What the fuck was that? A conservative group called Cornerstone. Obviously, the governor was delighted to be there. I mean, exuberantly over the top, delighted to be there. But he became even more delighted to be there. His ebullient expression of excitement and delight for being there only increased once the speech was over. It is hard to believe, but it's true. Here's one more moment that happened right after the speech. Keep an eye on Mr. Perry on the right here. We're going to actually get you out of here right at 9 o'clock. So last thing, uh, first of all, Governor Perry, you can't leave New Hampshire without getting a couple of, of things, essentials from New Hampshire. First thing is, we call this, in New Hampshire, we call it liquid gold. But you'll put it on your pancakes and waffles or whatever other southern food you eat down in Texas. But this is pure maple syrup from the state of New Hampshire. It's a tiny little bottle. Sorry, Sorry, I will not do that again. That was unnecessary and unprofessional. I will not do that again. I'm sort of put that away. Sorry. Sorry. I'm, I'm, it is hard to talk about what just happened to Rick Perry's campaign at that speech in New Hampshire. I think his campaign's hope here is that other candidates' scandals that broke in the last couple of days might overshadow this speech. Stuff like the Herman no. Cain stuff that we'll be talking about later on this hour. No, sexual harassment. Because there's really yeah, no way boring. to explain this away. I mean, it's possible that Rick Perry was having a, a medical issue of some kind. Maybe he was having, like, a bad drug reaction. Sometimes in cases like this, a campaign might say that the candidate was overtired <laughs> or something. Maybe they will have some sort of physical explanation for him behaving this way. But if they do try to give some physical explanation for Governor Perry's performance, that, of course, will raise fitness issues in terms of whether or not he's actually cut out to handle the rigors of the presidency. Mostly, you have to think that they just want this to go away, that they want people to not see this speech, because something like this, something that lets people know that this guy is not the politician character he has been playing on television, that is an esoteric and non-quantitative thing, but it can be devastating. There's no perfect analogy for a performance like this, but it's sort of like the Dean scream moment that derailed Howard no. Dean's presidential yeah. campaign after the Iowa caucuses in 2004. Not only are we going to New Hampshire, so bad for him. we're yeah. going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. And we're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House! Yeah! Yeah! 
I don't know why that was so bad. I mean, it was embarrassing, but it's like Anakin saying, yippee. The scream thing was one second, one second or less. It seemed to mostly have been the product of a weirdly placed microphone and a very loud crowd. But it was a moment that was then sort of inappropriately decontextualized in a way to make Howard Dean seem crazy in some larger way, or at least to make him seem funny, to make him an object of ridicule in the campaign. In the case of Rick Perry, this was not one out of context second. This is 25 minutes. I mean, take your pick of any of these moments. Any one of these moments is a Dean scream, and there were 25 straight minutes of it. And what is truly interesting about this truly fascinating Rick Perry appearance is that he seems like he thinks he nailed it. You know, you don't get the sense that he realizes he's a little over the top here, that he's a little out of control, or that he is breaking character with the way he has been presenting himself as a candidate. Or that this is something that is going to be rocketing around the Internet under headlines questioning whether or not he was drunk. I mean, Rick Perry is on top of the world. Look at him here. He is elated. He thinks he is a great orator. And he has just nailed it. He has just nailed this perfect speech. In the 1968 presidential election, the Republican Party picked Richard Nixon to be their nominee. But Richard Nixon was not the Republican frontrunner from the outset in that campaign. The early frontrunner for the nomination in the lead up to that campaign was actually Mitt Romney's dad, uh, George Romney, former governor of Michigan. Look, same hair as Mitt, same chin as Mitt. Actually, it's a little uncanny. He just looks like the same person. George Romney was leading in the polls early on in the Republican race in 68. Yeah, it looks like but he's playing himself he in a movie. not yeah. necessarily known as a great campaigner. And in the middle of 1967, George Romney said something he's weird. He's got a little bit of he John Kerry in there, being too. brainwashed. George Romney wanted to campaign against the Vietnam War, but father like son, uh, he had changed his mind on that important issue. He had earlier been a supporter of the war. Now he was against it. When he explained his change in positions, Mitt's dad, George Romney, said that he had only supported the war before because he had been brainwashed. Brainwashed was the word he used. Brainwashed by American military officers and American officials when he had visited the war zone. Brainwashed? Remember, this was 1967, Summer of Love. Jimi Hendrix releases Are You Experienced? Jefferson Airplane, Surrealistic Pillow. The Doors release Strange Days. This is not Hard Day's Night Beatles. This is Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band Beatles and On the Way to Yellow Submarine. So, yeah, dude says he went to Vietnam and got brainwashed by the man. And that's sort of the end of George Romney for president. That impression sinks in. Richard Nixon gets nominated by the Republican Party, and George Romney goes down in history as that brainwashed guy, Mitt Romney's dad. And so, yes, Herman Cain has a campaign funding scandal right now, and a sexual harassment scandal, and a still-doesn't-understand abortion scandal. And Newt Gingrich is trying to mount a a comeback in his own inexplicable and inadvertently hilarious way. I don't even know why he's trying. There's other stuff going on in the Republican presidential campaign, and we're going to be talking about all of that tonight. But this, I think, this is the most important thing in the race right now. Because Rick Perry, of all the non-Romney candidates, Rick Perry is the one, or at least was the one, who had the best chance of being the Republican nominee. Rick Perry is the one who had the best chance of beating Mitt Romney. But as of this weekend, what we have been used to seeing The pose that the campaign has drawn for us, Rick Perry posing for Mount Rushmore, has now instead become (laughs) Rick Perry cuddling with syrup. (laughs) Sorry. It is now an intangible but inescapable truth that Rick Perry will never be looked at the same way again, and this race will never be the same again either.
<laughs> That's funny. It's the Dukakis in the tank moment. Yeah. He's done. He's all done. Huh. Romney will get the nomination because they can't give it to yeah, anybody but he else. Won't win. Obama will no, get he won't win. Yeah, no, Obama will get reelected. Yeah. Yeah. But right, let's see what else we got here. Oh, let's do a break and, okay. then, we'll, and then we'll come back. All right. Yeah. Perhaps you'd be interested in GleeCast. You watch your tone, young lady. Hey, we're not forcing you to download the Internet's best, or at least most booze-filled podcast about Glee. You want to be me. Who doesn't, Sue? But we know we can't be. Instead, Erica and Emily. Uh, Emily and Erica. Who am I? I just don't know anymore. I'd love to stay in chat, but I got a satellite interview. Sorry, we get off topic a lot. The point is, listen to GleeCast following every new episode of Glee. Plus, our sporadic bonus content on some of the greatest bad cinema that incorporates musical theater, poor sweet dance moves. I'm going to ask you to smell your armpits. The right or the left? That's the smell of failure. Failure smells like dove. Mine has a pleasant lady speed stick scent. Kind of makes me think of candy canes. Your resentment is delicious. Visit gleecast.podomatic.com or search for us in the iTunes store. That's gleecast with a K, part of the palaver.com family. That's P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Boy, the only thing missing from this place is a couple dozen bodies limed and rotting in shallow graves under the floorboards. We're working on that. This is a great jump film from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the Girls on Film Radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there uh, that the girls talk about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. So there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girlsonfilm.podomatic.com. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Are you tired of podcasts that aren't Cinerama? Are you tired of hearing podcasters with voices like mine when they could have a cool accent instead? Are you tired of your current penis size? Hi, I'm Reverend Scott, and if you're anything like me, there's virtually no limit to the amount of Cinerama you'd like to listen to if you could, and positively no limit to the amount of penis you could be packing if you could either. Well, you're in luck, because not only is Cinerama returned bigger and better than ever, but so will your penis. In fact, men and women will see a 2-4 to inch increase in their penis size just after five episodes guaranteed that's right folks cinerama is back it's leaner it's meaner it's more focused it's more coherent and it will give you more girth cinerama is guaranteed to make your life better and if you don't believe reverend scott then fuck you cinerama is available on itunes or cinerama.podomatic.com 
let's see what else we got here before we do feedback and then uh we both fall asleep because yeah, it's way too late. I'm tired. Um, this one's from Josh on the site here um, on Facebook. Uh, Personhood USA confirms that Mississippi abortion ban would outlaw birth control pills. Are we, are we really still doing abortion? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're never going to let that go. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Next Tuesday. Let's see. When was this written? Yeah. This see you next first. Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mississippians will go to the polls to decide on Initiative 26, a personhood amendment to the state constitution that defines a person as every human being from the moment of fertilization, cloning, or the functional equivalent thereof. Isn't human cloning illegal? So far. Hmm. Personhood amendments represent an extreme reach into a family's okay, privacy. Okay, you know, th- th- then you know what? Eating a Twinkie is illegal. Why not? Why? Because then it just goes to... This is all fucking retarded. Just no, I want you to explain the Twinkie thing. The Twinkie thing? Winston. Okay. Because what, what you're doing is you're, 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 you are harming a person. You're contributing to that person's death. Okay? If you're going to say that like an unfertilized egg that that could get fertilized or some dude jacking off into a fucking sock sock or I don't know wasn't didn't wasn't it didn't wasn't it, did we do some bit about jacking off into soup whatever pretty okay. much I was waiting for you to say prostitute's face yeah but. whatever okay <laughs> um whatever you want to spend your your hard earned money on um this is just or if you want to spend your money no, on hard on do you know what this is ooh very good yeah yeah what this is doing is is saying you know what we're gonna we're gonna come up with this outlandish thing mm-hmm. and then it'll get beaten down and negotiated and half of it will get put into law right. which is what they want yeah they, oh they, yeah like half of it so it's a it's 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 a it's fucking stupid get off of the fucking abortion thing Abortion, gay marriage, just people find something fucking useful to do with yourselves. Well, they do believe this is useful. Oh, let me let fuck. let me continue. Um, personhood amendments represent an extreme reach into a family's privacy, essentially criminalizing abortion and potentially outlawing common forms of birth control. Right wing supporters of Mississippi's personhood amendment. I just don't like that word personhood. However, decry the fact that the bill will ban birth control as scare tactics. It's an outright lie that Initiative 26 would ban birth control pills, says American Family Association Executive Director Brad Pruitt. What are they going to have billboards saying, not on her belly? Stopping a pregnancy is not the issue. Ending a pregnancy is. Unfortunately, see, that's no one's business but, but the people that made the baby. Right. Uh, unfortunately for proponents, the personhood movement spokesman Walter Hoy stated the opposite on NPR's Diane Reem show. Could, could you do me a favor? Could you yeah. forward me that article? Oh, yeah. Hold on. Right now? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, because I'm going to respond to these stupid fuckers. Fucking Mississippi of all places. Need as much help as you can get. <laughs> what does that mean? It's just it's fucking retarded. I'm sorry. 
It's like the whole country's just splintering into into wasting time on shit that doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Oh, really? I have to do a, a prove you thing? just prove you're not a robot. <sighs> I really think it would be cool as if when that came up, all you had to say was, "I am not a robot," and it would work. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Fucking people. Man. All right. Uh, I think I typed in your email address properly. So. All right, where was I? <clears throat> um, <clears throat> okay, as the Florida Independent reports, when asked if there were any restrictions on birth control in the amendment, Hoy answered no. Well, yes. Adding, any birth control that ends the life of a human being will be impacted by this measure, including the pill. Hoy said, any birth control that ends the life of a human being will be impacted by this measure. Reem said, so that would then include the IUD, intrauterine device. What about the birth control pill? Hoy, if it falls into the same category, yes. Reem, so you're saying that the birth control pill could be considered as taking the life of a human being. It's Hoy. not taking it. It's preventing it. There's a difference. Right, right. It's, it, it does come down to semantics at that point, doesn't it? Hoy said, I'm saying that once the egg and the oocyte, oocyte? What's the egg and the sperm jam? <laughs> yeah. Uh, get together. You have that single-celled embryo. Actually, I don't think it's I think he's called an embryo at that point. At that point, you have human life. You've got a human being, and we're, ta- we're ta- taking the life of a human being with some forms of birth control. And if birth control falls into that category, yes, I am. You're a fucking idiot. The profoundly ambiguous language of the amendment will affect more than just birth control because fertilization can be defined as either the sperm's penetration of the egg or, as Hoy suggests, when the embryo is formed even before implantation in the uterus. The amendment could ban forms of birth control, stem cell derivation, and the destruction of embryos created through in vitro fertilization. Indeed, as personhood USA President Keith Mason stated outright, it's all dudes, you notice it's all guys making these decisions. It would ban some current practices of IVF because he sees it as, quote, the creation of 30 or 60 embryos and then picking through them to see which ones are most likely boys or girls or basically looking at the ones you want to give life to and destroying the rest. Be it an outright attack on a constitutionally protected procedure on a woman's personal right to prevent pregnancy, or even a couple's chance to have a child, supporters and opponents agree that Mississippi's personhood amendment is a far-reaching blow to a woman's and family's reproductive rights. And the first quote is, another reason it tax the piss out of fundamentalist churches. <laughs> Separation of church and state, you ignorant fascist fundamentalist busybodies. Your bizarre addition to the Bible should not be accepted as canon. <laughs> what is this from numbers babies younger than one month out of the womb weren't counted as citizens according to the bible and the book of numbers provides for a trial by ordeal in cases oh it's too much ridiculousness for me <sighs> yeah, it's shit stupid isn't it uh, it's just it's so fucking stupid I don't I don't understand why that has to be anybody's business. Like seriously, anybody's fucking business except the people that are doing it. You know yeah. what? Abortions happen every day. 
Does it disrupt what you're doing? No. Does it bother you? No, it's none of my business. I don't care. Yeah. So I don't care. I don't care who you fuck. I don't care what you do before so, you fuck. I don't care where you fuck. I don't care what you fuck. I don't care what happens after you fuck. It's none of my fucking business. If this law, say this amendment or law, whatever, I forget what it was because it's stupid. I didn't pay that much attention while I was reading it. Um, say that that like is passed. Yeah. What about miscarriages? Do you go to jail? And who's going to get punished for that? Are you going to put the woman in jail for it? Yeah, it was an act. That, well, and, that's what's going to happen. And People what are just is, going to start. What is the punishment then? You know what they'll start doing then? They'll start doing what they did in the olden days. It's, it's, they'll just start creating their own miscarriages. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Okay, which, well, I'll throw myself down a flight of stairs. Infinitely more drink, dangerous. Drink some, I don't know what the fuck they would drink. I don't know. I, I I don't know. It just just stop. Yeah. I just I just I don't think it's. I any- just want to grab these people by the shoulders and go. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Ah. Oh. oh, what's this one? This is another thing that's going to piss me off, isn't it? Uh, Jeremy put this on the site. I haven't actually read it yet. Um, dismal tale of arrest for tiniest of crimes. Uh, let's see. The arresting officer came by the cell, Samantha Zucker said, to make snide remarks about finding her with a friend in Riverside Park after its 1 a.m. closing. Uh, let's just see how far down this goes here so I can center it on the screen. Uh, for instance, he was telling me that I needed to get a new boyfriend, that I should get a guy who takes me out to dinner, Ms. Zucker said. He mocked me for being from Westchester. Early in the morning on October 22nd. Well, I mean, if you're from Westchester. <laughs> a Saturday, Ms. Zucker, 21, and her friend Alex Fisher, also 21, were stopped by the police in Riverside Park and given tickets for trespassing. Mr. Fisher was permitted to leave after he produced his driver's license, but Ms. Zucker, on a visit to New York City with a group of Carnegie Mellon University seniors looking for jobs in design industries, had left her wallet in a hotel two blocks away. She was handcuffed. For the next 36 hours, she was moved from a cell in a Harlem precinct station house to central booking in lower Manhattan. Oh, my God. Why doesn't this shit happen to me? And then, because one of the officers was ending his shift before Ms. Zucker could be photographed for her court appearance, and you didn't think he was going to take the subway uptown while his partner stayed with her at booking, did you? She was brought back to Harlem. Oh, my God. Why doesn't this stuff happen to me? Because you live in Georgetown. I don't give a fuck, but come on. Like There, she waited in a cell until a pair of fresh police officers were rustled up to bring her back she downtown for booking. She doesn't have to get booking. a job in the design industry now because she's going to make a shitload of money in this lawsuit. <laughs> Where she spent a second night in custody. The judge proceeded to dismiss the ticket in less than a minute. News about the police. Did the judge say this is fucking retarded? Probably. Why are you wasting my time with this? Yeah. News about the police department lately could run under the headline of the daily dismal development, starting with a judge declaring Tuesday that an officer was guilty of planting drugs on entirely innocent people and continuing back a few days to gun smuggling, pepper spraying, and ticket fixing. Here in the pointless arrest of Ms. Zucker is a crime that is not even on the books. The staggering waste of spirit, the squandering of public resources, the follies 
disguised as crime fighting. About 40,000 people a year, the vast majority of them young black and Latino men, are fed like widgets into a conveyor belt of arrest, booking, and court after being told to empty their pockets and thus commit the misdemeanor of open display of marijuana. Oh, that's that's tricky. Hmm. Such arrests are a drain on the human economy. Ms. Zucker said that throughout her stay in the police station cells, other officers were shocked that she had not been given a chance to have a friend fetch her ID. Why didn't they just let her go? I don't know how it works. The female officers were gossiping that the officer who arrested me had an incredibly short fuse, she said. They were instructed by the mayor that the garish crimes of police gun running and fake arrests are the work of rogues, not the daily toil of honest police officers. A fair point, but no more than Ms. Zucker's observations of spiritual corruption. Ms. Zucker got a fucking lawyer. While it may have been... One out-of-control officer that began the process, she said, no other officer had the courage to stand up against what they knew was a poor decision. Yeah. After two days of storming design firms around the city with about 80 classmates, Ms. Zucker stopped at the hotel near West 103rd Street where the group was staying so she could drop off a bag she had been schlepping. Then she got Mr. Fisher, a classmate, not, not a boyfriend, it says, the leering remark of the police officer to the contrary, to walk with her a few blocks to the park at about 3 a.m. They wandered to see the Hudson River, which runs past her hometown of Ardsley, New York. We're there five minutes when a police car came up and told us we had to leave because the park was closed, Miss Fisher said. We said, okay, we didn't know, then turned around to leave. Almost immediately, a second police car pulls up. Okay, I can understand, you know, calling for backup, in the middle of the night. Okay. That's fine. Fine. It's its driver said they would get tickets for trespassing and demanded their IDs. Ms. Zucker suggested that someone could bring her papers from the hotel. He said it was too late for that. I should have thought of it earlier. <laughs> Asked about the policy, the police department's chief spokesman, Paul J. Brown, said that officers can allow a friend or relative to retrieve ID. He did not say if a supervisor approved the arrest of Ms. Zucker, which was attributed in court papers to a police officer, Durrell. Twice she said the officer told her not to call him by a specific foul term. I said, sir, I never used that word. No doubt he was hearing things, the unspoken truth about his unspeakable actions. Oh, get a fucking lawyer and sue. Yeah, that's that's some bullshit. Oh, my God. That shit doesn't happen to me. <laughs> you don't want that to happen to I you. I do. Because then I can get a lawyer. She doesn't need to find a job in the design industry now. She hit the lottery. <laughs> That's true. I'm sorry. I, you know, and I'm not all about frivolous lawsuits and shit That's like not that. frivolous. You know That's an abuse that, of power. It's most definitely. It, fucking Officer Durrell, you're a dick. It also sounds like she was, she was, she was being held like outside yeah and the, everybody else around her, everybody is just like yeah, yeah yeah this is bullshit that's accessory yeah it, it's just like it's just like yeah i'm not gonna do anything to help you but i know this is crazy shit yeah yeah, yeah. sucks to be in there huh? wow this is, <laughs> woo, this is bullshit baby uh, I got, all right i'll I, see you later i got one more here uh john put up um dr cornell west almost hits ron christie on real is time this more of a visual thing now no no it's all words but I, if you want, if you want to know where big ideas, you got to go to. But I like him. Wall Street yeah. movement, because when we're talking, when you when you think about 
You look at, you got monarchy, American Revolution, birth of the new nation, right? Slavery, birth of new freedom. Now we got oligarchy. And the, and the movement is saying, look, it's not that we hate slaveholders, we hate slavery. Not that we hate kings like King George III, we hate monarchy. It's not that we hate oligarchs on Wall Street, we hate oligarchy. And if we don't have an American Revolution of traditional Martin Luther King Jr. and Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel and others, we're not going to have an America. Because that empire that, that Ron Paul is talking about, it is in decline. It and is in decline. Let me, let me say one thing Absolutely, to your vision of America. Yes. We're not going to have an America where we pit Americans against class. And we say we that we already one have that America. Oh, no, we're pitting, we are we're pitting pitted. people. The, the fact of the matter. of the population has 100% the, the, of the income. When Herman, when, when, her, when Herman Cain says fact, if you don't have a job, it's your fault, and that's class warfare. The fact Absolutely. of the matter is, we're American citizens. We have been given the opportunity for an equal opportunity, but not an equal outcome. And we have to work hard. We have to struggle hard. We have to fight for everything that we get His in this country. voice makes me want to punch him. we say that one American should be demonized based on their success. I haven't demonized their hard work. I haven't demonized anybody. And we need to say that another American should be given something else. He's talking about the system that misallocates resources. He's not trying to... Nobody here is demonizing nobody. Everybody's ganging up on You can't stand the truth. That was the problem. You wanted to say like three different things. I just I I I find it difficult to liken Occupy Wall Street with the American Revolution. I don't think it's the same thing. I, well, I don't know what he's expecting to come out of it, but it is it is a a the, the population coming together. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. And I'm going to say it. I think this is the fourth week in a row. I think that their energies are focused in the wrong direction. Yeah. Well, it's still going, which I'm, I'm very great. impressed it's with. That's great. It's still going. Yeah. And but it's like you've got a you 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 you've got a fire over here. Okay, and you're, you you you've got a a fire going here, and everybody is sort of like kind of looking over there. Mm. I just don't get it. Nah. I I just <laughs> like fucking yell at the politicians. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's let's do the last break here. I know it hasn't been that long, but let's all do right. the last break, and we'll come back and we'll do all that stuff. Yeah, there's a lot here. 
Andy's grandma. We're here to record a new episode of Night of the Living podcast. Is Andy home? Oh, me so sorry. He no home right now. You follow me. Oh, Andy's room smells kind of weird. Yeah, really strange. He left his computer on over here, too. Hey, guys, why do you think Andy might have this mask of human skin? That's weird. Maybe you guys know why there's this machete in the corner. This computer's just knife enthusiast websites in American apparel. Oh, wait, there's another website here. Palaver.com. Palaver. Okay, Palaver. Whatever, I Palaver. think. Yeah, he's definitely got the serial killer board up right under uh, Night of the Living podcast discussions. Oh, Jesus. Uh, maybe we should get the hell maybe out of here. Maybe we should go. Yeah, I think we should. Hey, guys, you ready to record? <laughs> If you're a fan of horror films, you should check out Night of the Living Podcast at NOTLP.com. Hey fans, it's Ken Forey. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film every zombie film and it's uh, something you should tune into so if you get a chance go to the website look these guys up Mel Zombie and find out what the hot zombie films are today what's going on these guys are right on the, the cutting edge of, of reviewing zombie movies and if you're a zombie or you want to be a zombie or you're thinking about being a zombie or your mom's a zombie your dad's a zombie your damn mother-in-law's a zombie tune into Mel Zombie baby you'll find out what's going on Ken Forey and that's out. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend. A boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word, in the iTunes store. here from Ian. This is more on economics. All right. All right. It goes. Hi, Frank and Chris. Nice to see my name first. Um, I wrote two emails last week, one of which was the email related to economics. Simply put, Frank, you're missing the bigger picture in your quest for lower prices. 
What has transpired what has transpired over the past 30 years is that companies have pushed states to slash their taxes on corporations while lobbying the government to subsidize them with both tax loopholes and more importantly services for subsistence wage employees. Places like Walmart often actually help their employees apply for food stamps or Medicaid because they know that they cannot afford those services on the wages they receive. Some even participate in welfare programs that involve putting people on government assistance to work without paying them or paying them less than minimum wage. Okay, Mm. I'm going to take that paragraph right there. That is a failure of of the government and the politicians, Mm. and that's all I'm saying about that. (sighs) What does this mean? Well, these entities are actually leeches on state budgets. They cause massive spending on health care and other services on the part of state governments. So the revenues the city earns on the wages of employees and property tax are offset by this spending. Meanwhile, the bulk of their money goes to the home office, which is usually strategically located in a low-tax state. Uh, Mm. If it is in the U.S. at all, Cayman Island, anybody? No. The money then goes into dividends for shareholders and opening new locations, loss leading so that they can put competitors out of business, then raise prices back up. This is the sort of economics that lead masses of people unemployed uh, with wages stagnant, no visible way out. By allowing business to exploit tax loopholes, ridiculous trade policies, and break unions, we have created a cycle. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of subsistence wages, okay, they're paying at the very least – Minimum wage, the federally yeah. mandated right. minimum wage. To be fair, minimum is, wage is not a living wage. No, it's it's, it's most definitely right. not. Okay. okay, who can raise the minimum wage? Politicians, right? But they can okay. also pay more if they wanted to. If you're a business, <clears throat> okay. Uh, I know. If you, you you don't have to. No, I know. Okay, you don't have to, and especially if if jobs are scarce. Right. Quite frankly, you know what. It's it it's a it's a it's it, it's 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 a market in your favor. People want yeah. jobs. They're gonna they're gonna take whatever you're willing to pay. Especially if if you have um, an unskilled labor exactly. position. Exactly. If you're up, in a, if you're in a position it. where you've got jobs and people are like fuck you, I'm not working for that. Mm. And enough and enough people start doing that, and you don't get anybody to work for you. Then you yeah. sit around the the conference table and you say, you know what? Maybe we should raise wages and pay people a little bit more mm. to come and work for us. Okay. So that's yeah. called the market. That's yeah. how that works. All right. These failings that 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 we're we're popping up here mm. are are failings of of politicians who are so fucking worried mm. about getting reelected. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That they don't want to do anything about health care. Yeah. Or taxes. All right. They just well, want to worry about getting their dick sucked well, by big corporations. I, I don't think. I, well, yeah, because they'll give them the money exactly. To run. But exactly. I, I, I've seen in places I've worked where we would pay more than minimum wage or if we were in a mall, for instance, we would pay more than 90% of the stores would pay for a new hire. Okay. And at that point, right. you have better people applying. Exactly. Because, because then you can be more picky more. because yeah. you're paying more and you can go, okay. So you attract fine. a, better, a exactly. better group of people. And then what ends up happening? You get a better you get a, a, a better group of people working for you. Hmm. They're able to do a better job. Yeah. Your customers are happy. Your business succeeds. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And then you have more money to pay off politicians. All right? <laughs> we don't see any politicians lining up to say, you know what? No, No more corporate contributions. Nobody. Yeah. 
No, no, yeah. Obama says he doesn't take corporate contributions, but the Democratic Party does. Well, he also said he was going to get rid of lobbyists. All right. And that hasn't fucking happened. No. All right. They're all full of shit. All the problems stem from the fucking politicians. I'm sorry. They're, the, you, the, the businesses – and again, I sound so pro-business and I have never <laughs> sounded more Republican in my entire life, yeah. okay? But this brings us back to Occupy Wall Street. Occupy fucking, you know – Congress. Yeah. Occupy DC. I mean no, I know they're doing Occupy DC, but right. it's all but it's all turning into this whole class warfare thing. That's what the media is doing with it. Okay? Yeah. Because nobody's bitching about the politicians. They're bitching about the bankers who are just again following the fucking rules that are set up for them. Mm-hmm. That granted they pay for Okay. Yeah, they they do pay to have rules written. I mean, in their but, favor. but really, it's it's like the politicians saying, "Oh no, 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 they, no, no, no! I can't take your money. I can't take your money." Okay, um, put the swimming pool over there. Yeah. I can't, I can't take your money. I can't yeah. really tell the hookers that um, I'll be there in a minute. I have to take my <laughs> Viagra that for some reason gets subsidized by my health care. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, inflation that shit, is that shit doesn't make sense to me. Inflation is normal. Prices are supposed to rise because the amount of money in circulation needs to go up with population growth because the focus has been on keeping prices down rather than growing wages to allow for spending on more expensive items. The pressure is on people on the low end who are the most vulnerable. Inflation takes makes loans less problematic and allows people to keep up with costs and that explode due to demand or other more complicated issues, oil, food, healthcare, education. Inflation is essential to keeping our economy growing. Hmm. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. All of this is complicated. And I wish I could explain it in a simpler way, but basically, well, money, it's not a simple topic. But money that stays local gets spent local. Money that goes to Grand Cayman gets reinvested in other places, which hurts your community. That's all. That's an oversimplification right there. All right, next one. <laughs> so wait, it was too complicated, and now it's too simple. That's what it says. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see, we'll do this one. Walmart, since we're on that topic. All right. This is from Dustin. Hey, Frank and Chris, just wanted to add a little something to the discussion about Walmart a few episodes ago. You may remember I sent some feedback a while ago where I talked about how I listen to your show at work. Well, I happen to work at Walmart. No oh, judgment. Okay. I'm 21 and in school. I don't judge. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to retort to your listener feedback that Walmart employees are paid poorly and ma and pop stores pay fairly with some anecdotal evidence. When I was hired at Walmart almost two years ago, pay was I was paid seven eighty five an hour. This is sixty cents above federal minimum wage. I first worked as a cashier, which is the most mind numbingly easy job on the planet. I stood in one spot for six hours a day checking groceries and dealing with people like Frank. Hey. Oh, assholes. Yep. <laughs> anyway, at three months I got a raise. Wow, so young. Uh, at three months, I got a raise. At a year, I got another raise. At two, another. I briefly worked in a management position but stepped down for better hours, and I am now paid a little over $9 an hour to manage the inventory in the back. Another mind-numbingly easy job, in my opinion. In my, oh, I'm sorry. Another mind-numbingly easy job. In my opinion, I am way overpaid for the work that I do and the safe, temperature-controlled environment I get to do it in. But, hey, I'm not going to fight it either, <laughs> especially when I consider what little is expected of me there. I live in an area with one of the lowest costs of living in the United States. With my part-time job at Walmart, I'm able to afford my own apartment, car bills, and entertainment. That's good. I don't mean to suck Walmart fat corporate cock. I hate those bitches as much <laughs> as the rest uh, of the average consumer, but I will give credit where credit is due. 
Walmart pays their employees fine for the work they do, especially considering the expectations they have. Now, I have a sibling who just got her first job. She's working as a daycare attendant at a locally owned and operated gym. She searched for a long time for a job, and finally one fell in her lap, and she took it. Unfortunately for her, since this, is bu- since this business is so small, they have different rules uh, they get mm. to follow than corporate fat cats from Bentonville, Arkansas, which I assume is where Walmart is based. Mm. This gym take makes something less. This gym makes something less than fifty thousand dollars a year. As such, they are permitted to pay their employees at state minimum wage rather than federal. My sister gets paid $6 an hour working at a ma and pop business. She's still looking for another job. Hopefully she can land one at Walmart soon. My point is it's easy to point fingers and blame the the corporation, but it's incredibly difficult to comprehend the intricacies of business on a state and federal level. Nobody is out to scam anyone. Walmart isn't a bad company as companies aren't intrinsically good or evil. They're out to make a buck. They may cut a few corners, but Walmart has too many bigger guys to answer to to be scamming or hurting any of the little guys. Keep up the good work. Loving the long shows. Dustin. Hmm. All right. There we go. Interesting. Yeah, that was. Um, hmm. This one. There was a science and religion MP3. That, yes, I have that. Okay. I will read this from Evil Dave. Um, Frank and Chris, I cut the segment on religion from the last feedback as I had to, I had run short on time. This epic length treatise on science and religion will prove just why I made that decision. Hope you feel better soon. Chris, Evil Dave, inside, uh, inside Outcast Podcast, geekplanetonline.com. Hello, are you serious? How long is this? It's Evil Dave from the Inside Outcast once again with some points on religion that I promised Now, it's always daunting to send you feedback because both you, Frank, and Chris seem to be experts in detecting bullshit, (laughs) and I am a natural-born bullshitter. I'm rather ambivalent towards religion. Bullshit. In some respects, I admire religion. (laughs) Bullshit. serves some purpose in forming a community, in giving people a sense of meaning in their life, and for some reason I find myself identifying with men of God in films and television. And even when I was playing Dungeons and Dragons, I typically ended up playing a cleric. Oh, so did I. I find that's because religion appeals to the mysterious and the supernatural. I mean, there are those people today who try to find fact in religion and speak of it more as history. But really you're dealing with mythology. And mythology speaks to a part of the human experience that science hasn't quite managed to touch. Mythology is extremely humanist. It speaks of the human condition. The great questions such as the meaning of life, where we're coming from, where we're going. We still find ourselves referring to the Odyssey and the Iliad and finding these classical illusions that relate to today. The same can be said for Christian and Norse mythology. Jesus himself spoke in aphorisms, veiling his true meaning in a symbolic language. Even recently, we have Star Wars, which is essentially a myth. The problem comes when you no longer look at it as mythology and look at it as fact and history. When the fairy tale goes from being an allegory to a true story. Mm -hmm. I think the meaning of this lost. 
you have creationists defending the story of Adam and Eve <laughs> and using that to block the rights of gay men and women. Was Adam when and really Steve. the story of Genesis <laughs> is an allegory for human consciousness of becoming self-aware, of hmm. leaving the naivete of youth and coming to a sense of both mortality and morality. The greater so message being that <laughs> with knowledge comes responsibility. Oh, don't you spider man me. Now, I'm also quite <laughs> ambivalent towards science. Because when people say science, what they really seem to be saying is objective truth. Science. Now, I'm a subjectivist, and I don't really believe there's such thing as objective truth. It's something that can never be understood. There is no one authority that can have absolute certainty regarding what is true. Even that which we observe in nature is observed through the eyes, the ears, and even instruments that are extensions of the eyes and ears, and as such cannot be 100% accurate. So when I hear science, I think of the scientific method, which of course is postulating some theory as to how whatever phenomenon in nature works, experimenting in a controlled environment to see if you can duplicate that phenomenon, and if so, formulating a natural law, such as your law of gravity, the 32 feet per second per second, or the laws of Newtonian physics. Many skeptics refer to science as this big umbrella, this one thing, and the opposite side does much the same thing, referring to science as this one big thing. And mm. if you regard science as the scientific method, then yes. But if you're talking about all the disciplines under science, then no. Science is not a monolith. It's not this universally big tent. It comprises many different opinions, from string theory to the theory of relativity, chaos theory... There are many opposing sides within science, much as there are many opposing sides within religion. This comes down to the same thing, that there is no objective truth. There is only the opinion of facts. Granted, some opinions are more valid than others. Mine. The very best scientific theories prove difficult to refute. Yet even so, one must never forget that within the scientific community... Should one happen to come across more evidence, any natural law or scientific theory must take that new evidence into account. That's the difference between the two. this is the way science the should function. It should be organic. It should continually evolve as new evidence comes into play. But this is not always the case. As quantum mechanics gains more and more popularity, you find physicists becoming more and more stubborn in accepting it, no. simply because quantum mechanics seems to defy what science has previously put its foot down firmly and said was undeniable fact. Because in quantum mechanics, you get strange phenomenon such as matter existing in two different places at one and the same time, mm -hmm. particles going backwards through time, <laughs> particles behaving differently when observed, and this throws a big wrench into the works of what is widely held to be, in big capital letters, science. So I think the fault of both science and religion is when either 
stubbornly holds what's really opinion to be undeniable fact. In the field of science, this results in stubbornly holding to antiquated concepts, and in religion can escalate into holy wars. A few more things before this becomes too epic in length. That clip you played of that Christian calling into the atheist radio station said he had developed this close personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, the same could be said for scientists having a close personal relationship with Newton, Darwin, Boyle, Bernoulli, Einstein, Sagan. Because where science is today rests very much on the shoulders of those great minds that came before, even going back to da Vinci and Galileo. I also think it's ridiculous that religion thinks it has this monopoly on morality because of this god Hmm. that seems to be very much amoral, a god that Carl Jung said existed beyond good and evil. I don't want it to sound like I'm hating on all scientists. I really like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Mm. I really like Bill Nye the Science Guy because both of them look at science through the eyes of a bewildered child almost. I mean, there's this awe, this wonder that comes with looking at science. And it is quite wonderful, which is something I think religion doesn't regard. And often so-called rational people don't regard is the wonder that comes with something like evolution, that you are here today because of lightning striking a pool of primordial ooze some billions of years ago to form this rogue strand of ribonucleic acid that would eventually develop into single-celled organisms and into amphibians, into birds and lizards and mammals and insects and primates, and finally to human beings, a process that took so much time. 6,000 years. That when you really look <laughs> and consider it, and each minutes. fragile moment building upon each other moment to arrive to the human race is quite breathtaking. They think far more breathtaking than a bearded man in the clouds who just snaps his fingers. Now, are those who believe in God that would look at the process of evolution as being God's means, which at least is more pragmatic than just creating one out of mud. Now, I know I'm rambling, (laughs) so before I go, I was concerned about you, Chris, and your back. I was wondering (laughs) if you had considered going to a chiropractor. I know many regard (laughs) chiropractors as being quacks, but my wife suffers from back pain. and Yeah, it's not a permanent fix, but at least it's relieves some of the pain and makes it far more manageable. I don't Mm. know what your insurance is like. I know some insurance companies only allow 12 Mm. alterations a year, some more. But if you hadn't considered a chiropractor, I would recommend at least trying it, seeing if it does any good. And so before this becomes a podcast all onto its own, (laughs) I bid thee farewell. Bye. See ya. I um. Oh, b- real quick before we get to your points, I'm gonna. Did I say I'm gonna see a physical therapist on Monday? No, that's a good idea. Good. Yeah, the doctor recommended that, so I'm gonna take it from there. A couple of things. Uh, One, I go through every day looking through my life as a bewildered child. It's done <laughs> nothing but harm. <laughs> um, quantum mechanics. The phrase just made me laugh. 
because I just pictured like if I ever owned like a garage, yeah, I would call it like like quantum auto repair. Ah, uh, because then the guys who work there, yeah, they'd be quantum mechanics. They would I just had to finish they it. Would, yeah. Um, and I also wrote one authority. And then, and well, then people would say, oh, is my car finished? Yeah, but only if you don't look at it. <laughs> yeah, yesterday. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, and then the whole one authority truth uh, science, I totally forget the point I was going to make regarding that stuff there. Um, oh, no, you know what? Because it's not always one authority, and that that's the great thing about science. And he sort of went through the whole scientific method there, right. you know, like being able to reproduce something and right. having several people reproduce the same yeah. thing over and or, over and over And again. having a group of people trying to prove what you've just, you've just you know, exactly. it, or, trying or to dis- prove it wrong. Right, exactly. Yeah. They're trying to disprove it. So I think that's where science holds up over religion. But the th- yeah, the thing is, too, with the people, that, like, I, I can't imagine saying I have a close personal relationship with anyone anybody. I've never met. Right? No, I was so, just but, anybody. But I mean, at least those scientists like have written books. They've they're like on yeah, tape. Exactly. Sagan is like a real person right. that like we have proof of, like actual physical proof of. Um, did you? Um... There was a thing from uh, DZ. It says, is this funny? I'm sure you saw this article, but just in case it was the Huffington Post one. I did not see it, but I do have the article up here. Where'd it go? Oh, crap. Where'd it go? Um, it, if you go to the mail, there's a link. In did this I close message. it? Go to your history and look for Huffington Post. Hold on. Dot com. Do you want to just type it? Slash two zero slash two thousand eleven slash twelve slash ten slash atheist <laughs> hyphen billboard hyphen Thomas Jefferson underscore n underscore no, one zero the hell? three five I just, one I just had the damn six thing eight up. HTML question mark oh here it is one nine seven it opened on a different page for some that way too. different window atheist billboard falsely attributes quote to Thomas Jefferson the quote is I do not find in Christianity one redeeming feature it is founded on fables and mythology so it says here. A billboard in Costa Mesa, California is getting some attention, but it's certainly not the kind its sponsors were hoping for. The sign, paid for by atheist group of backyard skeptics. Can I just read the last part of this? Note? Oh, yeah, go ahead. It says, the best part is in the comment section where, yet again, Christians, yeah, with a lowercase c, fuck those morons, <laughs> playing the part of victim. Someone should create a god that fucks the stupid out of people. Fuck some good. All right. I <laughs> thought that was wonderfully violent and angry. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Fuck some good. <laughs> but further research reveals there's no solid evidence that Jefferson ever uttered or wrote the words the Orange County Register first reported. The billboard includes a picture of Jefferson with a quote, which I already read. Experts at the Jefferson Library Collection at Monticello are constantly asked about the quote. Some say the former president wrote the words in a letter to to a Dr. Wood, but officials cannot find <laughs> trace of I'm any sorry, correspondence funny. to a person by that name. Wouldn't it be funny if the guy was a urologist? Oh. Dr. Gleason. Dr. Wood. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep going. Okay. Dr. Gleason, a member of the group, told the Orange County Register that he should have done a bit more research before putting the words on the sign. The billboard was unveiled on Wednesday, the newspaper reports. Gleason explained 
that purpose of the sign and others around the city was to, quote, expunge the myth that this is a Christian nation, as well as to share the idea that you can be good and do good without a religion or God. Okay, those are two totally separate things. One, all right, I think we just need to wrap our minds around the fact that, you know what, the country was sort of founded on Christian values and they were all good Christians, blah, 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 blah. Okay, it doesn't mean you got to be a Christian to live here or enjoy yourself or any of that shit, okay? What was the second part of that? Oh, uh, that you can do good? Well, no shit, you can do good no matter which religion or if any religion you decide to practice. Yeah. Sorry, it's just all trite and... But we weren't, it wasn't founded, we, we weren't founded as a Christian nation. We were, no, but I mean, all the, the tenants and everything, I mean, it's all, they were all sort of, we weren't founded as, hey, the United States of America, we're a Christian nation, okay? Right. But it was like everybody involved was. Not everybody. Christian, that's where they, well, that's where they went for their, hey, how should we do shit? Well, yeah, but I mean, come on, the, the, right? I mean, look, you can't deny the role—the role that religion played in the but, creation of this country. It didn't mean that it would yeah. mandate that we would be a religious country. No, so that everybody yeah, can yeah. do whatever the fuck they want. That's the problem with these fucktards who can't get out of their own way and let people just believe what they want or right. not what they want. Well, because they believe that if we were a Christian, we are a Christian well, nation. They're fucking morons. It's in a, Mississippi. It's a, it's a majority Christian oh, nation. God. But I mean, Yeah, but it's just like on. a matter it, it, but it's a majority in that like, yeah, that's okay. That's what club you belong to. The thing okay? is though, like we could like, be a majority of people who fucking like broccoli. Doesn't it's, fucking matter. It, they they it, it's it's touted like it's it's like the be all end all of morality. Like uh are are are, are the Jewish people like do they have different morals? Like do they kill? Like is that part of the they they have their own Ten Commandments where not is taken out. Of, Thou shall kill. I don't know. I mean, come on. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what what. All know, right, here's an update on the article. Oh, good. Uh, it says Jefferson kept a personal book containing certain verses from the New Testament and the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The Los Angeles Times points Did the out. The Beatles? No, sorry. <laughs> He arranged the snippets into a small scrapbook, which left out mentions of the virgin birth, Jesus' resurrection. Great. And Jefferson was a scrapbooker. <laughs> and, other, and other forms of divinity and miracles. He called it the life and morals of Jesus of Nazareth, but it later came to be known as the Jefferson Bible. The founding father identified himself as a Christian despite his questions, the Christian Post explains. Scholars have debated the issue, and some have posted that, quote, without acknowledging Jesus' divinity and resurrection, Christianity is baseless. Well, then he would just be Jewish, wouldn't he? I mean, just to boil it down to, you know, nothing. <laughs> Author Laurie Ann Farrell, who's written about the Jefferson Bible, told the Los Angeles Times that Jefferson was more skeptical about religion than the other founding fathers. So let me go down to these uh, these posts here. Uh, let's see. If I didn't say it, whether he said it or not. Ignorance. Uh, I believe God intended us to have the freedom to live as we choose in this nation. And there's a space between the end of the sentence and the period. 
Yeah, I don't know what this, that's symbolic of anything. I believe all people, it's people is feelings on abortion capitalized, have the right to vote and elect representatives who make laws which reflect the values they believe in. I and believe apparently the values they believe in are letting Wall Street fuck everybody <laughs> blind. <laughs> I believe that any organization that is funded by government with the taxes collected from the people should not be in the business of teaching any religion. Can we respond to his thing or any type of morality or lifestyle. It's just rambling. I just want to say that I believe. I don't give a fuck what you believe you should just you you should just quote i believe i can fly lyrics jesus Uh, let's see once again some atheists take their anti-christian zeal too far in a baseless way i just don't see why they think that quoting jefferson someone who clearly wasn't a christian in the common sense would be influential on christianity maybe that particular atheist or atheist group is just very fond of the $2 bill. <laughs> right? Yeah. I was a fan. <laughs> uh, let's see. These are all kind of boring. All right, what else you got there? Uh, I'm out. Oh. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'm going to close that. Um Two Reverend Scott segments in the same show? OMG. That sounds fantastic. No, it doesn't. It sounds fabulous. <laughs> I, was, I was really hoping you were going to say so, that. <laughs> we're horrible people. Well, good evening to you, Chris I'm, and Frank. I'm at peace with that. Luckily for you guys, this is the second segment you've heard of mine tonight. That's fucking awesome. I agree. In fact, I think it's not only good for you guys, but for everyone in the world. Except for the Jews and the Chinese. What? Yeah, pretty much everybody else that is Catholic. So usually I assume everyone that's listening to this segment listened to last week's Are You Serious episode as well. But I guess that's not necessarily true. So for all you out there that missed the show last week, here's a quick summary. I have pills. All right. Okay, now that we have that out of the way, we can move on to this week's episode. So you know what that means. More drugs? Well, maybe, but what I want to know for sure is, uh, after listening to the news and television a lot lately, I, I actually have some good news for you guys concerning the 2012 presidential election. What the fuck is he talking about? No idea. Well, as you guys undoubtedly know already, I tend to put you two in the spotlight each week, usually for something terrible that you said on the show. And then I exploit what you said to my own benefit. Like when you were talking about Frank's new baby being a freeloader. Finally contribute to the damn family. Yeah, man, seriously, get a job. However, lately the spotlight has shifted to Mr. Herman sexually assaulting and not able to recall the details, Kane. Now, I was talking to Chris about this recently, and he sounded interested in getting Mr. Kane on the Are You Serious podcast to interview him. Chris then eventually decided against it out of fear the interview would just degrade into an argument with Herman about whether or not he was ever nose deep in some girl's crotch. I'm, I'm, I'm in no position to argue, especially with somebody that's been going down there and doing it. From what I gather, Chris was mainly worried he and Herman couldn't decide on the best way to sexually assault a girl, because like Herman likes to go downtown while Chris likes multiple positions. The worst part is there is no good position that I'm comfortable with. Yeah, I can see how that could be a problem, but I think ultimately it would have made for a great interview, right? So, I guess that's about it for now. You should feel good that you pretty much are off the hook for any mudslinging from your old friend Reverend Scott this week. Yep, didn't do any of that. 
In fact, I'm not even in the room with you guys, and I can already tell Frank is grateful. It's so fucking touching. <laughs> you know? I do know Frank. I know I should wrap this up because there's plenty other things you'd rather be doing right now. Kicking a lesbian in the head, okay? <laughs> okay, so uh, as we say goodbye for this week, remember what Frank always says about any rubber cock that's less than 12 inches in length. This dildo is a dildon't. <laughs> you knew that was coming, assholes. <laughs> Peace and love, guys. Free birth control, gang bangs for everybody. <laughs> if they were, I'd be taking big... Fat gay guys, you take one dude off, you put another dude on. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. It does it? not make any sense. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not going to do it with, you know, three kids and a six month old. <laughs> so I'm just trying to voice my support <laughs> for gangbangs. Fuckity fuck, fuck him. <laughs> oh. Oh. What was that dildo thing? What was that from? I don't remember. Fuck. I don't know. That's the problem with this show is that it's just it's just like stream of consciousness stuff from us that I don't I remember no anything of half this shit that I say. Yeah. Yeah. Now, on a daily basis. I like just... when we see when we see the the one person at the theater that 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 uh, he comes up he's like, yeah. "Oh, I just listened to episode 147 yeah. and you were talking like I don't even remember I doing it. When was that?" Yeah, seriously. I don't oh, know. That's funny shit. Yeah. Uh no, but I can kind of fucking recall that. <laughs> Fuck. All right. All right. Uh, are you serious? Podcast at gmail.com. Com, com. No, just dot com. Don't be yeah, sorry. right there. I'm all right. So, um, uh, yeah, what, what were you doing? I was looking at the date for next week. We're going to probably have to record on uh, Wednesday. Because um, the tenth is my anniversary. Yeah. Oh, what, really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Huh. Yeah. All right. Well, happy anniversary. Uh, well, no, I'll see you next yeah. week. Before. Yeah, you will. Yeah. All right. Ten so years. This, I am going on my son's field trip next Wednesday during the day. I'm very excited. Where are you about going? That. Lowell Mills. Did that a couple of years ago oh, in yeah. Olivia's class. It's a good field trip. It's I fun. think I think we could probably dig up that old episode. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm not going to go find it. It'll be fun. Um, all right. I got nothing else. All right. 206-338-3094. Fuck yeah, I remembered. <laughs> Anywho. And it's all your serious podcast at gmail.com. And Kay, keep putting stuff up on the Facebook group. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, it's, it's nice to have all the stuff right there. Yeah, because then I'm at least a little bit more familiar with it. Because I check that <laughs> stuff out, too. So... Um, have a great week, folks. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.
Are you still there? And Mitt, you lose all of your standing from my perspective because you hired illegals in your home and you knew for it, about it for a year. And the idea that you stand here before us and talk about that you're strong on immigration is on its face the height of hypocrisy. <laughs> Governor Romney? Rick, um, I don't think I've ever hired an illegal in my life. And so I'm afraid, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to finding your facts on that because that just I'll doesn't... I'll tell you what the facts just, are. Rick, again. You had the Rick, more, you, I'm speaking, I'm speaking, the I'm speaking, I'm speaking. Time for you to you tell get 30, the truth. You get 30 seconds. Time for this you is to the, way, the, the way the rules yet. work here is that I get 60 seconds. Well, no, but the American and then you get, people And then you get 30 the seconds to respond, right? And they want Anderson, to hear you say uh, uh, you knew you had working. Are you just going to keep talking? Yes, sir. Let me finish with my, what I have to say. Look, Rick. I thought, this, I thought this Republicans tough, followed the rules. Tough, this has been happened? a tough couple of debates for Rick, and, and I understand that. And so you're going to get you're going to get testy. But but let's let I'll tell you what. Let me take my my time, and then you can take your time. Great. All right. Have at it. All right. My time is this, which is I have in my state when I was governor, I took the action of empowering our state police to enforce immigration laws. When you were governor, you said I don't want to build a fence. You put in place a magnet, you talk about magnets, you put in place a magnet to draw illegals into the state, which was giving $100,000 of tuition credit to, to illegals that come into this country. And then you have states, you have states, the big states of illegal immigrants are California and Florida. Over the last 10 years, they've had no increase in illegal immigration. <coughs> Texas has had 60% increase in illegal immigrants in Texas. If there's someone who has a record as governor with regards to illegal immigration that doesn't stand up to muster, it's you, not me. Governor Perry, uh, 30 seconds. You stood here in front of the American people and did not tell the truth that you had illegals working on your property and the newspaper came to you and, and brought it to your attention, and you still, a year later, had those individuals working for you. The idea that you can sit here and talk about any of us having an immigration uh, issue is beyond me. I've got a strong policy. I've always been against amnesty. You, on the other hand, were Time. for amnesty. I got well, 30 seconds, then we got to move on to another okay, immigration you, question. You wrote an op-ed ed, in the newspaper saying you're open to amnesty. That's number one. Number two, we hired a lawn, a lawn company to, to mow our lawn, and they had illegal immigrants that were working there. And when that was pointed out to us, we let them go. And we went are to them and said, just, just, can, you have a problem with allowing someone to finish speaking. speaking. And I suggest that if you want to become president of the United States, you've got to let both people speak. So first, let me speak. End of line.